are Squawking Dead, a podcast pulverizing episodes because I ran out of breath of the Walking Dead universe. <laughs> sometimes we give you news, sometimes we make you laugh, but most times we go deep. And today we're back. We're back. We're covering the Walking Dead. We haven't done that since September. Uh, yeah, that checks out. But no, October. I just, I just did a clip for, for, uh, for the, for the Walking Dead season ten, episode sixteen. And it's weird because we're kind of rusty. We're, we're breaking all our own rules, and none of you know about it because it's all behind <laughs> the scenes. <laughs> However, Rachel doesn't know it yet until the day of. But I made new music for the intro. So you're gonna hear oh, wow. you're gonna hear it on the pr- no I'll, I'll send it to you after the show but I hope you enjoyed <laughs> the new musical intro and I hope cool. you know uh, I hope you noticed the new video intro which is a reminisce is re- reminiscent of the season nine intro I revisited that intro for you audio podcast people the visual is gonna be lost on you but if you head over our YouTube channel Facebook channel our Twitch channel um, and Periscope you'll see the beginner the opener and it's reminiscent of season nine our season nine opener which I tooled around with i used the same physics and logic and i just tweaked some things around color wise clips wise it was kind of like a combination of the comics and the tv oh, show because cool. i wanted we were still kind of thinking in that mode carol was doing the comic book recaps you know i was doing it from my perspective of the show and so i made that meet somewhere in the middle or more on the tv side but somewhere in the middle <laughs> and um so that's what you're seeing you're seeing uh that one of the promo openers in a small window whizzing by left and right and uh you've got um three distinct clips from the comic books um and yeah and i tweaked the logo and i tweaked the colors so enjoy that i might even put that up on coffee tonight because i've done that and i may re-upload the music with the intro for you guys to keep on coffee.com slash squawking dead what is that well it's a means for you to listen for, for first of all to get the unedited episodes when they're done okay when we're done recording you get them right away but join us in the conversation like rebecca punch and sharon do you have blazy gardener so get on that yeah buy us a coffee you get access to 30 days if you subscribe to a coffee a month party keeps on rolling it's the only way to get our supporter back content. You can head over to squawkingdead.com, click the little coffee button on the top, and there's also one on the bottom left. We've reformatted our website. There's a little donation place. So you head over to coffee.com, ko-fi.com slash squawkingdead. You follow us there. You don't have to buy us shit. Just follow us. <laughs> it feels great. It feels mm. great. I've got a little bit of the weirdness, though. I have to admit, there's a little weirdness hmm. in my mind. Where's that coming I, from? I I think I'm still traumatized from a couple months ago. The two episodes a week, trying to cover that. So coming into this, I still had those feelings. You know, oh, I got to record this episode. Then I have to edit it. Then I have to release it the next day. And then, oh, I got to get the notes for the next one. And then record them the next day. And then edit that and bring it out. And then no time for blogs. No time for clips. No time for promo. You know, that's to be expected. Trauma, me, and trauma have a good relationship. It's the other part of it. It's like the weird having the Walking Dead back. And this is going to be relevant to how we're covering this because it seems like the cast was very conscious of the fact that like people are going to be, they're going to feel cut off from the last moment uh, mm. that we saw in 1016. We're moving into 1017, but it doesn't feel like 1017, right? Yeah. So they made specific... Um, they, they they did their best effort to kind of remind you where we left off. And we we started right where we left off, evidenced by, you know, Maggie killing that whisper come guardian right in the beginning, right? Yep. You notice that? Okay, good. Yep, yep. The, I called him very... the walker whisperer. <laughs> <laughs> I called him the, what was it? Uh, the last of the guardians, I think. I think that's what was I he, called him. Was he the endling guardian? <laughs> oh, the endling Not guardian. Elton. Elton writes in his notebook, yep, that's the last one. <laughs> that's, Check. that's the endling whisperer slash guardian. <laughs> 
<laughs> what was the share? The Asgardian. The Asgardian. Oh. Okay, like, we're bringing in the we're bringing the like, MCU. Oh, okay. I was gonna say like Asgardian. <laughs> well, that's yeah. over with. <laughs> Last Asgardian. Look, you you can only do so much. IMHO, you can only do so much. So they did kind of make a concerted effort to make us feel like, okay, this episode's not far from the last one. We're still here. We haven't moved in time. We didn't lose half our cast or most of our cast. No, (laughs) they're all there somewhere. (laughs) I really loved how they did it. I liked hearing Lydia's voice kind of explaining, you know, what we've already seen and where we're at and, and, and all of that. Um, I mean, I even made a uh, comment to Sharon when we were watching it last night. Like, I don't remember another episode on The Walking Dead with with that sort of like voiceover introduction about what's been going on. Am I? Could, do you, am I wrong? You know, I you're, can't think you're, of one. You're, give me a sec. <laughs> what's What's interesting about what you just said is that I was going to say no, no, <laughs> right, right, but but you know why I said that because over the last I want to say year, maybe year plus. No, of course I'm using time wrong for the last season and then some of season nine. They they dropped the uh, previously on The Walking Dead. No, it mm-hmm. was cast members. So that's why yeah. my instinct was like, no, no. Right. We but it was just before. previously on. And then they'd show some clips. Right. 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 And then but this, this was, was like, like a little bit yeah. of buildup. Literally, this is what happened on The Walking <laughs> Dead last. Yeah. Right. Pay attention. <laughs> I, it's a cool touch. It's nice and incremental. You barely notice it. If you, I mean, you know, like it felt like it was very natural. Like it's, you wouldn't even think to comment on it, but literally for the last eight years or yeah, about eight years, you know, that's how it was. And you know, what's funny about the pandemic too, now that I'm thinking about it, we're in season 10 and it's been, I mean, like it's bordering on 11 years of the walking dead, right? It's like 10 and a mm-hmm. half and we're still in season 10, right? So there's this, now we're almost askew, but I think that's why they want to broadcast in the summer. They still think about like 11th year, 11th year, we made it, 11th year. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> We did. We almost had a lapse. (laughs) COVID. If if we if we have a lapse, the terrorists win. You know, like the COVID wins. Right. Yeah. COVID wins. Yeah. It's destroying everything. I'm not mad or anything. I'm not. I'm not mad. But there's a weird thing. Okay. Do you remember how we described? And I don't know if you felt the same way. But like they were like almost deflated when we saw Carl die. Like it's not as though we didn't mourn his loss as a character, right? Not as a real person because he's still alive. <laughs> he's still very- barely. <laughs> um, <laughs> Thank you. Now that's stuck. He in my seems head. to get hurt all the time. <laughs> Chandler Chandler Riggs. Uh, but um, right. This death keeps going. It. When are you gonna be dead? I don't know. Anyway, so. It's, I felt kind of like that about seeing, you know, Herschel Green. Uh, Herschel Ree, sorry. Really? Um, I liked it when I first saw it. And I was like, cool, cool. But I wasn't like, I wasn't losing my, I don't know. I, I, this is why I'm here. This is why we do this thing, right? Because like, I'm like, tell me why I felt that way. Because I don't know why. I don't know why. I think it, maybe it's the pandemic. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I'm the person that they were going for. Like, I gave them the reaction they wanted. <laughs> They showed baby Herschel looking just like Glenn, and I cried my face off. So thank you so much for that. Yeah, no, they did. I did exactly what they thought I would do. That's funny. And, and uh, Rebe- Rebecca Punch is saying, me too, and I'm not a parent. Uh, Sharon D says, baby Glenn. Do, 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 do. Yeah, but you love it. You love it. You oh, do. It's going to be stuck in my head. Honestly, I think it might be, I think it might be like partially a pandemic, partially like, like the hype was there for so long. I think I, too. That's kind of what I was thinking. Maybe you'd seen like enough promo the, photos, like finally like when he was on screen, you were like, advance. 
there you are got you yeah i mean <laughs> I some of the things were kind of cute like the throwing the acorn on top of his mom's head and going hey mom <laughs> hey, <Mark>. hey. <laughs> like, oh, okay. i don't hate him that's the thing like, i don't hate him at all i'm just like eh, okay. so that's, that's seeing cool. him Meh. seeing him wasn't super emotional but okay did you did you feel anything at the end when you watched him walk past negan that was heartbreaking I think I, I, I understand that. I do. I think it was more tense at the moment, like overall, you know, well, like seeing had, Maggie breeze past Negan. Negan. Yeah. And Herschel doesn't know who Negan is. Like he could look him dead in the face and not know who he is. I'm like, oh, that just made my guts turn. And you know what? Maybe it's time and distance too, because okay, we're, we're verging into season 11 territory and that was season nine. That's like, and look, I might not be alone. I might not be alone. I don't know. I probably am. <laughs> But I think it's the whole thing where like, oh, to me, De Glenn died eight years ago. Or sorry, um, let me do this timeline right. Yeah, like seven and a half, eight years ago. That's to me, that's how it felt like. Because they did such a really good job. I mean, maybe it's over the last two years, maybe three now because of COVID of like giving us the breadth of time, right? Like technically in the show world and chronology, the show is like, I think eight years from Glenn's death. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? So that feels like, for, look, it doesn't feel like forever ago for Maggie. And I felt that, definitely felt that. But you know, for the last eight years, Herschel doesn't know from that. Herschel doesn't, wasn't there. He was told, but he wasn't there. Mm -hmm. I don't know that he got the gory details. I don't know how he's going to feel about it too, which is a great thing. Like I'm sacrificing the emotional impact of seeing Herschel re <laughs> like in favor of this awesome thing of feeling the span of time. So I, that's how I'm scoring that circle. And I feel better about it now. Like I'm not an emotionless monster. Apparently <laughs> I guess not. So that this is Re Rebecca punch. Uh, something that really got me for some reason was her telling about how she took him to her grandmother's beach house. I know how to read. <laughs> Yeah, that was I really that was really sweet. Mentioning Bethy, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that that mm -hmm. that I felt that. I don't know what it is. I feel it when Maggie does it a little bit. Like every now and again, she'll hit something, and I'll be like, "Yeah, okay, yeah, I'm feeling well, that." You're you know her more than Herschel right now. You know, yeah, you're closer that, to her as was, a character. I was thinking that was the other thing. I don't know <laughs> this kid. Yeah, and apparently, like in the comic books, later on in life, he's just quite the shitbag too. <laughs> yeah, yes, I hear. Yeah, Sharon Day's saying that Negan needs to start sleeping with at least one eye open. But there was a break between... Yeah. <laughs> like, and then at least one eye open, which makes me think, Glenn! <laughs> he has to sleep with one eye out. Thank you for helping me figure that one out, because I didn't really know why. I, I want to get the obvious shit out of the way, because we have to start getting to theories. Because that's going to take all night. I like Cole. Just going to put it out there. I like him. Yes. Yes, I I'm like into this guy. him, James Devati. The first thing that I notice about Cole is how much he resembles uh, Jesus from the comic books. Interesting. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I have a few theories just based on that. Nothing else. <laughs> well, in the comic books, uh, Aaron and Jesus are a couple. And obviously, since Jesus is gone now, maybe Cole will fill that role. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I haven't thought of that. <laughs> Very cool. Um, the other side of that coin people have been saying on the internet, chip, 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 on Twitter, usually. Oh, the internet. Is the replacement Dante theory. Okay, see, I had a different idea for the replacement Dante. Okay, pause on that and then go into it right <laughs> after I'm done with this, because the only thing that, let's say, I'm not sold on the replacement Dante thing so much. I'm like, mm, maybe, maybe not. I'm, yeah, I'm... The, the show does do this every now and again, where it does replace one character with the traits of another, or the traits of one character places them in another, the resemblance to comic book Rick for Aaron and stuff like mm -hmm. that. 
Um, and yeah, and even just people doing things like Henry was doing things that Carl would do, et cetera, yep. et cetera. So, yep. so it's not far fetched to think that, you know, Cole's Maggie's right hand man. It could be a replacement Dante. Then he says one thing in the episode right before he right before they start killing the container park walkers. He goes, no sweat to Kelly. And she's like, yeah. and to, to, is her name Kelly? Yeah, Kelly on the yeah, Angel Kelly. Theories. Um, <laughs> and she goes, she just rolls her eyes visibly. She goes, Arr. and then they go in. And at the end of that whole spree he goes okay maybe a little sweat <laughs> and that I made like me go him yeah okay i'm putting you here you're here yeah. you got one tick in the dante category the one thing the show can do interestingly is <laughs> make us think that it's the dante replacement and then kill him again because i would feel be so like them exactly right yeah right yep you can't have dante the first time no 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 you can't have dante the second time there is no dante there's no there replacement no dante, dante. <laughs> The, the Dante oh is a lie. I agree with Rebecca. I don't see Cole and Maggie at all. And I don't, no, I I don't see that. I, honestly, there was no, there was nothing more to my theory of Cole and Aaron other than how much Cole resembles Jesus from the comic books. That's it. That was my, that was my only thread. Um, but as far as replacing Dante, now Sherry's probably going to disagree with me. She already knows what I'm going to say. Um, I thought Elijah was eyeing Maggie up pretty hard. Oh, but I saw that more as like a motherly figure. Then again, there's the Oedipus complex. <laughs> but did you, you didn't see that as more, you saw that more of a, as in like a love interest sort of thing? I, I don't know yet. I, I just okay. saw, what I saw was something to pay close attention to. That's where I'm okay. at. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I felt deep se separation anxiety. Like, like, huh. Yeah, he like panicked when she went away. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Panic mode. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, if you think about it, like, okay, if you're a romantic sort of couple, you don't go doing that as soon as your partner, well, though, I might do that after this COVID thing is over. <laughs> like, I'll be like, Evelyn, don't go to school. I'll miss you too much. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, I feel like that sometimes. But but I don't, do you feel that way? Eric's the only one that leaves our house. <laughs> oh, really? So regularly? Yeah. Oh, I work from okay. home. Silas does school at home. If That's I have to go do some running around, I will. But we don't. I mean, I'll go weeks without leaving my house. <laughs> yeah, me too. But like Evelyn and I are here. So it's kind of this weird feeling like, okay, we're not very codependent people at all. But like mm -hmm. after a while, like it's a, it, there is going to be this weird separation and anxiety. Like, yeah. oh, I'm not used to this. I don't like this at all. Mm -hmm. Biology counts. Biology matters. <laughs> Ugh, I don't want my oxytocin to leave me. <laughs> yeah. It looks like Sharon D and Rebecca are both shipping Kelly and Elijah. Kel yeah, hashtag Kelijah. <laughs> yeah, I'm into it. I love the hashtag. <laughs> Rebecca Punch said something very interesting. Kelly is gay. That's how I feel. And I'm like, I don't know. Because it's not unusual for, at all. If you've ever watched the Hallmark Channel, mm -hmm. it's not unusual for gay actors to play straight, you know, hetero. Uh, Hello, look at MPH <laughs> playing characters. Barney Stinson. <laughs> it's Yeah, I know. It, it's very strange. And so it's not at all inconceivable that Kelly on the show, the character, could be het. You know, it could sure. be hetero. So, I mean, and she, she's saying, and so Rebecca Munch is, Rebecca Munch is saying <laughs> she has super gay vibes, though. I'm like, what? Maybe? <laughs> what do you think, though? I it's hard. It's I, I hard just to didn't want to assume, because, that's all. Right. Well, it's hard to gauge because, I mean, I know Angel Theory, and so it's hard not to take this yeah. person and put her into the character so it, it it is hard to separate so i don't i don't know i i have not seen indications this way or that okay so <laughs> just, I, throw the thruple so, in there right so sharon D says the yes. blazing gardener uh she could be by so kill kill i jaggy right maggie kelly and elijah <laughs> interesting 
the f- I don't want to say the first polyamorous relationship because there was that show one time, Polyamory. But on a on a fictional television show, yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> I'm into it. I support polyamory wholeheartedly. Walking Dead Maggie on TV is nothing like comic book Maggie. So I would not be surprised if they did not give her a love interest at all on TV. Yeah, and on that note, I'll say this much, going back to Kelly, I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't treat Kelly and Maggie as the same way they treat Daryl, right? Like, this guy's never going to have a relationship. Period. If you really, really want to know game theory, like, really, really want to know game theory, we've talked about this many times over the years, how to hook the ladies or whatever. The guys, too. Guys are into (laughs) Daryl, too, I guess, you know? But, like, the idea of he and Carol as the possible couple, right? The couple. Carol is endgame, that whole thing. It's pulling that slot machine like pulling that arm right it's like you think you're gonna win you think you're right like the next one's gonna be it the next episode's gonna be where they get together finally and people (laughs) keep tuning in and here's the thing over the last couple weeks there was a thing where they released the table read for leah leah comes on and and all the carol contingent loses their collective fucking shit right (laughs) have you seen this i have not seen it but i've heard about it i i don't want to i don't want to go look We have to talk about it now. (laughs) Okay, and I'm going to do my best. I'm actually going to give arguments to support hashtag Carol. Oh, wow. Wow. Because I have to take the other side of this despair that this contingent's feeling. (laughs) I mean, I need to fill in the gap to make them feel better. Okay? Because I feel it. I feel it coming off them as much as it annoys me. Like, I feel it. And so I'm not... See? I'm not a a monster. (laughs) I figured it out. (laughs) So a lot of what they're saying is, how dare he have a love interest? Interest. I'm so disappointed in, in Daryl. And it's not even the dialogue per se, but it was some of the production photos that were released of he and Leah on the back of a flatbed or something, like just some sort of platform of some kind, looking up at the stars or at the sky or something like that. And it looks very intimate, whatever it is. And all they can feel is like, how dare he despair? I thought they were together, blah, blah, blah. Like you and me both know, right? We're on the same page. We've been on the same page for the longest time since the beginning. There's been no real evidence that they've ever been together. You can make hypotheses that maybe it was off screen, like people going to the bathroom. We don't see it except for Morgan, Fear the Walking Dead season four. However, none of them go to the bathroom. (laughs) And and Daryl and Carol have not had a relationship of any kind. And she's given him at least two chances and he's turned her down. The, I think it was the hospital and even before that, you want to go fool around? Well, yeah, she's, she asked him flat out if he wanted to fool around. And then the second time was when they were at the um, women's shelter. Yeah, it was the women's shelter. I keep saying the yeah. hospital, but it's the women's shelter. Right. Not- what are your feelings about what I've said just now? If Daryl's going to hook up with anybody, I think it would make sense that it would be Leah because he doesn't have to live with her. <laughs> I mean, kick her out of bed the next day. Well, okay, imagine he and Carol do spark up some sort of romance and then it doesn't work out. How awkward. Right. If he's just trying to be a dude and like getting some, I mean, why not, right? Right. And and it's not going to be This is something I've said before too, back right? At home. Like sometimes you just need a fresh start, you need a clean slate, which is kind of what we've been saying, you know, just as throwing it out there again, not shipping anybody. I don't right. No. I, I'm not interested in that. It's not for me. If it happens, it happens. Cool. That's the show. But, you know, we've said comments about this similar to, to Connie. Uh, it's a fresh start. You get to work from scratch. You get to build something, you know, from its start rather than like, oh, we're friends. And then 
Yeah, let's hook up now. You yeah, know, it, that's you know, I mean, like the goods, they have too many goods on each other, Carol and Daryl. Um, mm-hmm. not, not again, not that he wouldn't support it. I would, sure, why not? I mean, all for it, but I'm not I pushing mean, for it either, right? If they could figure it, it's like the Matt Madison coming back, which we're not going to go into, <laughs> but like, you know, at this Don't point, you have to do it. it really, really well to make it happen, right? Same thing with Carol and Daryl, you have to be, you have to be very, very careful of how you're yeah. going to do it now that we've gotten that out of the way. Yeah, best ship out there. Uh, wait, which wait, which doggle. one is the best ship out there? Doggle. Hashtag doggle. doggle is the best ship out there, yeah. I mean, listen, I don't think I've reached the point where I've accepted bestiality, though I'm very libertarian-minded. Like, if you want to do it, have at it. I don't care. <laughs> as long as it's not somebody else's dog, you know what I mean? Like, it's your dog, <sighs> go for it. Anyways, yeah, let's back dog. off. How do you get consent? No, uh, not even going there. Anyway. I, I, if you <laughs> give them doggy treats, they can consent. Anyway, so let's um, <laughs> cut, cut, cut it out. <laughs> Cut this. Cut it. Edit. Hashtag cancel squawking dad. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> they support bestiality. Also, mistreatment of the animals. Sharon D said something very important. I want to start there. She says, just ask Ezekiel. Okay. Did everybody forget mm. that, again, breadth of time. Did everybody forget how long Carol and Ezekiel were together? Did everybody think Daryl was fucking her for six years? Yeah, wait, hold on a second. Let's back up because they were together for six years. He gave her the ring in season nine, right? But that doesn't mean they weren't together, building something together, being the queen that she was, and then eventually getting to season 10, um, which is months later, months later, after the events of season nine. And, you know, Henry's their son, etc., blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. So there was all this time all this time where carol has been with ezekiel so you had your chance to rage and maybe they did the end of season nine rolled around they broke up sort of whatever it was it was weirdly unclear but whatever they must have come on board again no they were there the whole time these carol people were there the whole time so there's that is it the fact that okay and maybe you can clear this up for me is it the fact that they have their chance now and daryl's ruining it no, I don't. I don't think anybody's ruining it. I think people or did they are just, just forget? crazy. People are just crazy. They want they want this character and this character to, character to get together, and they don't care about anything else. That's that's all they care about. They just want this one with this one, and if it doesn't happen, they're going to be mad until it does. Right. And I, I get that, but like I try to I try <laughs> to give some sort of rationale to it. Right. You know, like it it can't just be right. Can it just be this irrational? Like, oh, we've been waiting for so long. They have to do it. Like, well, no, they don't have to do anything. Right. Right. Why then do I'm they have to, f- to? Yeah. Like I'm trying to figure out how they because usually when people are that mad is when they feel promised something right if the show is saying mm-hmm. oh they'll eventually be together. okay let me let me okay i know what it is it's this one little thing this one little thing that daryl said between i don't know the tw tw 1016 episode 1016 and like just a couple weeks ago he said oh i would love it if daryl and carol got together that was the the stupidest thing to ever norman have to say. said it norman reedus norman oh, reedus jeez <laughs> In some, in one of these, you know, one of these interviews, and you know, the SD, like all these, like those comic book at home, whatever, all these things, and then like the Carol contingent goes, yes, it's happening, it's about to happen. It's like, oh wow. I mean, I think they both would like that to happen because they really like working with each other. Right. But it has nothing to do with, you know, and then there's the other half of that, which is, okay, that's crazy enough. And I don't want to disparage anybody. Like, I don't want to disparage people's hopes and desires for this to happen. 
Don't get me wrong. Really don't get me wrong. But the show doesn't owe you anything. The show, the writers never promised you anything. The actor says, it would be great. It's just like when an actor says, like, let's say, well, Rick got a chance to play the bad guy. But you know, like an actor that plays like, like Superman, right? Like, uh, yeah. I don't know, uh, Christopher Reeve, who happens to be dead. If he says, oh, I'd love to play a bad guy. And then he didn't Superman 3. Like, it's that desire to play a finally play a bad guy. It, after yeah. being typecast as playing good guys. Like, after having this asexual relationship between each other for so long, sure, you'd like to knock boots and try something right? new. But I think that's what made people go crazy, is this comment. And then they just latched onto it. And then they pulled back when they saw Leah and Daryl in that photo. Mm -hmm. And so, oh God, they were going crazy. Look, and look, some of them were just heartbroken. And that, like, I, I don't want to call anybody out, but I had a private conversation with one of them. And I was just like saying, I get that. I totally get that. I get how people must feel when they felt like the slot machine. I didn't say it out loud, but like the slot machine effect. Like, you know, it's, you just keep pulling that thing and hoping they get the jackpot and never comes, but you keep doing it because it's this, the excitement. <laughs> each one, each pull is more exciting than the last, you know, like it's going to be my time. So they keep doing it. <laughs> See, I don't, I don't get, I don't get that feeling. I feel like the, you know, the more you want something, the least, the less likely it's going to happen. So if you just sit back and you're like, yeah, that'd be cool. Then it might you know actually what, happen. You know what that's called? Depression. Really? <laughs> yeah, literally. That's the definition of impression, of, of depression. Knowing that no matter what you do, you'll never get it. That's, that's depression. Well, no. That's like the start. Well, that's maybe. the starting point. <laughs> All this other stuff after that, that's, that's where you start getting uh -oh. into nitty gritty. I might be in trouble then. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Anyway, I might not be. But anyway, what do you think Daryl's been doing for the last six years, six or seven years at this point? We never really got there. We never really figured it out. We All we knew is that after Rick died, he went looking out for him. He left the communities. They knew mm -hmm. that he was in the area, but he never came back. Really? He was on his own with Dog. We're, now, here's the thing. One thing we do know is that we're going to jump back in time. We're going to see Puppy Dog. Puppy Dog. Dog is a puppy. That's so cute. And he's going to be called Dog. So that's very confusing. <laughs> so and I was what I was going to say was, what if Leah was somebody he met in the past? Now, that's not clear. What's more clear is that he sees her in the present. I'm not sure. But what if he did see her in the past? Because obviously, Dog is in the past. He meets mm -hmm. Dog. They end up being together for a long time. So this could have happened all in the while that um, the, the Pike scene is post-time jump. So that's all that time. What happened all that time, right? He could have had a love interest in between now and then. You know, while all the while Carol and Ezekiel were together. I just assumed he was living, living in the woods. You know, maybe visiting the settlements to check in every now and then. Because like you said, they knew he was out there. Like nobody was worried about him so they had to have seen him occasionally just to check in right. maybe but um yeah i just kind of figured he was living in the woods looking for rick which is apparent if you if you pay attention to like like just like michonne you know for for many years going out there being disappointed finding little things that remind him of rick right remind her of rick but you know coming up short it's the same with daryl so sharon D says tone deaf amc posted a promo for that episode right after the leak and oh my god, the comments were so entertaining. Oh my god, Sharon, you're such a monster. <laughs> <laughs> Rebecca Bunch says something very interesting. Is if the stake if the stakes are lower, you're you're more okay with the results. Exactly. If the stakes are higher, woo, high risk. Mm -hmm. High reward, but lower, sorry, higher, 
chance yeah. of disappointment. Unless you pull that slot. Rebecca Bunch, still. Eh, Daryl can get with whoever or no one. I have 100% chance of being happy with the storyline. His storyline. Exactly. And this is why I brought this up with Kelly. Because, you know, match or no match, ship or no ship. I mean, all I care about is where is this going you know, is there a hero's journey of some kind? Is there a narrative? Is it does it make sense? Does it make sense within the span of the story? Because mm-hmm. I'm a story guy. I'm not really a people guy. I like character development, but like only in as much as it. If you ever read Tolkien, like Lord of the Rings, people will say, I love character development. I love mm-hmm. character development. Oh, character development is shit. Like, I agree. However, if your whole book is about character development <laughs> and there's no motivation, like you, you've built in the motivation, but their characters aren't moving, then your book's a stinker. It's a fucking history book. There's nothing to it. So like, okay, you can build up these characters, you can have these ships, you, but if it doesn't do anything for you story-wise what's the fucking point oh no, we want story and the, and the character development like no you can't have both. <laughs> people popular audiences only have so much bandwidth okay you either choose one or the other sacrifice one you sacrifice the other sorry that's how it goes <laughs> i don't know so that's 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 kind of what i'm saying like i with kelly and kalijah Kal- elijah kelly anyway maggie elijah and kelly <laughs> like, if they get together great but i hope it goes somewhere and the carol and daryl great but i hope it goes somewhere i hope it makes the story pop i just want them to always be friends that that would be the only thing that would break my heart is if like if they stop being friends and you know that's and that's the other interesting thing about this other side of the coin is that carol and daryl i cannot even see the possibility of romance there is this other side of the coin where like okay we've got you carol and daryl darylers shippers carol shippers we got you by the balls now let's get these other people by the balls we want to get everybody by the balls everybody has balls in this scenario <laughs> we're like now we're gonna test your faith because it was one thing when people were saying carol and daryl are a love interest but now we know that they're friends are you how are you going to feel when we test their friendship best yeah yeah right how are you gonna feel now so now they're just trying to fuck everybody it right break my heart one thing in the tick in their corner is that the, if they are doing this they're doing this pretty cleverly because okay most of the time i see shit like this 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 whole will they won't they thing <laughs> it's usually like a yo-yo man it's like a oh it's like yes they're back oh shit this here it's more like it's like right in the middle it's like for the audio yeah. listeners what that means is it's just it's like it's like a you ever, you ever see a lie detector or polygraph it you know you're kind of telling the truth it's a little wavy yeah. line in the middle no but that's the that's the fine line they're dancing between are they still friends are they not still friends it's not wild it's not making me go crazy it's it's right in the right place that we need obviously there are consequences to actions obviously but obviously they love each other obviously that's where we are <laughs> sharon he's like grunting sweet nothings to himself i just had to say that yeah there is a third thing now this is where we get to the carolers and giving them some hope is the fact that it's possible that all of this leah stuff happened in the past during ezekiel and carol's relationship their mm-hmm. practical wedding marriage marriage they were married which is why like them not being together is not a small thing so um why are you so mad let's let's stop being mad let <laughs> let daryl have a life so like hasn't he paid was anybody enough? mad at carol for that like is, is all the heat going towards daryl in this Everybody's scenario a- because all they saw was daryl with leah so they didn't even think about like putting okay. any of this on Carol. First of all, I mean, I don't her want being the Car- one Carol to take the heat, but I'm saying, you know, there's two people involved here. <laughs> But yeah, it's like Luther and, and Alice I, I did, Umbrella I didn't. I, I did notice that. I did notice that there was a distinct anger towards Norman Reedus. Not just Daryl Dixon. Norman Reedus. Oh like my to the, God. 
to the point of like cancel Norman Reedus. Seriously, cancel Norman Reedus. Why are people so awful? Hold please, because another (sighs) thing happened that made this 10, maybe 100 times worse. And that's the whole Marilyn Manson thing. Okay, Westworld. We don't have to get into it, but like the whole Marilyn Manson Association, they're good friends, etc. This relationship that happened between he and Marilyn Manson and... Evan Rachel Wood. It's a terrible, terrible confluence of events. Like, it's not as if he did the thing but now just by association and the timing of the events and again i'm not making a judgment call either way on that side i think there's nothing for us to talk about it's not yeah, that's that's not even related. a topic we need to yeah touch exactly at all. exactly at all. i'm not and that's so just the timing of all of that happening or in and around the same time because it was talked about before she's said things way before oh yes and, yeah. and nobody was listening unfortunately and again we're not talking about we're not talking we're about not talking it seems about like we're it, talking no. about it right yeah but we're not talking about it but going moving on <laughs> yeah we're not talking about it. so like having that happening around the same time and again like this is the beauty of norman reedus for, for first of all is he's so oblivious to to this stuff it's like and he and i have to give him credit because the one thing i say to people about when when they get heat about anything is let them talk just just let them burn themselves out and move on with your day because i mean and this is this applies to us too like we've we've been people have wanted to cancel us for that let's eat kids thing (laughs) (laughs) except the white kids apparently all the white kids were the ones we wanted we wanted to eat so what's the deal right and so anyway (laughs) just the loud stupid ones i still don't see what was wrong with that aka all of them right um even judith except judith no oh judith is right no except judith right yeah except judith (laughs) i mean now judith when she was a baby yeah i didn't fright her oh the worst (laughs) why didn't they kill her god anyway so um (laughs) so So. but that's the thing like so when they when we were can't look you could either choose one of many paths like okay you can double down and and go you You can do the whole like (laughs) which is what i did was like just humorously like have a conversation with somebody not caring about like like you know just 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 going with it it's like yeah oh and do you have kids too i'd like to eat them you know that sort of thing you know like i'm i'm sure they're delicious things like that right and there we go sharendy baby glenn choo 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 exactly chew on glenn oh my right God. chew on herschel herschel's not excluded in fact you know if things go like they do in the comics uh yeah i'm down for that so he's a little older than we usually like him but you know <laughs> They're, they're better in baby form. That's the thing. You can wave it off, move on with your day, say nothing, and just ignore it. Mute them. Move on. And that's, I think that's how Norman did it. And like, he just kind of moved on with his day. There's no. nothing to do with him. The Leah thing also has nothing to do with him. It's not like he had a choice. You know? <laughs> he didn't write and it. Even, <laughs> and even if he did, how much... Okay, Norman does have leeway. <laughs> Norman wanted something done. But no, Norman is a go-with-the-flow kind of guy. Norman really doesn't... He might make some creative decisions here and there but other than that guy eats this script up well he probably knows what's important to the storyline too you know he knows more about the show than we do so (laughs) yeah it's like wouldn't it be funny if like he knew at the end of everything is like like what if he was told like in season three i'll say oh you guys are gonna definitely end up being together but watch how everybody's gonna get fucked up about it What if they've been telling him that every year since season three and it just hasn't happened? They're like, this it's gonna be this is gonna be your year, man. Oh wait, no no no. Next year. Next season's your year, man. (laughs) Next year. Next yeah, it's not the right time. It's not well no, we haven't we haven't by the balls. We haven't right And what, if, so what if, okay, so this so we're saying, what we're saying essentially is uh, Robert Kirkman and Scott Gimple are like elbowing each other going, 
let's fuck let's fuck with the cast too yeah. oh yeah he, he's coming back yeah oh we got him we, what's the actor's name i don't know anyway he's coming oh, back I next year oh i can't yeah. wait for you guys to work together well again <laughs> I mean, most of the cast is gone, but I can't wait for you to work with them again. Oh, my gosh. And you have to believe them, too. You have to believe them because they do that sometimes. They brought Morales back, so it's totally possible. So you have to believe them when they say that. That's so funny. It's like it's like bringing... Okay. It's like bringing Morales back. No offense to Juan uh, G. Pereira, Pereja. Okay, nothing against background actors, period. Like That's like bringing a background actor to a con. Like, nobody wants to really... I mean, the people that really love the background actors, of course you want to see I was going to say, actors. I'm pretty sure that's us, dude. No, but the vast audience. Okay, we're talking about the, the mass audience. Is like, I don't... Uh, no, I want to see Norman. Like, I want to see Jeffrey uh, D. Moore. Like, they're not waiting in line. any of them. That's you and me. Yeah. But like most people are going to be like, Norman, Norman. Like, you know, like put it in my mouth. That whole thing. You know, like it's, that's right. It's. You're not but wrong. I'm not, I, Somebody's bit exact, him. I'm not wrong, even though it's bitten. vulgar. Yeah. Norman was bit at a con. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. That was a, that was a controversy. Oh, he rolled with that pretty gosh. well, though. People are insane. <laughs> Yeah. And I'm not even talking about those people. I'm talking about just most people. Be like, yeah, I'm not waiting in line for like shitty Jared, you know, and even him. Like, and he's not a background actor, but they don't want to wait in line for shitty Jared. Like, jo- uh, Josh Michael. I would wait in four hour, a four hour line to meet Brianna Venkskis. <laughs> of course he would. I don't blame you. <laughs> She's would. insane. I love her. <laughs> So messing with them is just the cream of the crop. Like, they, there's nobody that's safe from Gimple and Kirkman. Period. And <laughs> no. like, I, I firmly believe, I firmly believe that like Greg Nicotero, he's on, he's like on our side of that wall. Like, he's like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I just, I just yell action and put guts and shit on. I people. just show up and throw blood on everyone. <laughs> exactly. Oh gosh. So Sharon, Sharon D says troll masters. I say like, no, they're like the super troll brothers. They're like, they're like Mario and luigi who would be mario and luigi in this one i don't know i think i'd have to say kirkman's mario and gimple's luigi because luigi fucks shit up well <laughs> well yeah that's a good point too but i don't know i i don't know i picked like kirkman's like the main guy and so is mario and then there's gimple and then there's yeah. luigi <laughs> no sharon has got it gimple's wario <laughs> yeah yeah i agree so mario and mario so like Mar- gimple's wario <laughs> Kirkman's yes. Mario. Perfect. Which I, right, and Kirkman's probably just like this most of the time. I don't know. I lend my input every now and again, but I don't know. <laughs> Gimple's like, I know. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm fuck shit up today. Gimple knows everything, but he won't tell anybody. Again, like when you see his, his um, what is it called? His caller ID? Yeah. Yeah. It's like you have seven days to live. Period. Yeah. Done. It, yeah, as a person. say that name. As a person. Not your character. Watch no, out. No, no. You're dead. <laughs> That's why, that's, that's why he doesn't call his wife. He just sends her letters or just oh talks to her gosh. in person. Oh, yes. <laughs> makes, yes. No, no. <laughs> no, Satrazemus is Princess Peach. For sure. What? 100%. 100%. Prince? Or, okay. Why would he be a princess? <laughs> Hold up. Let's let's take wait. Let's take it back. Let's take it back. I gotta take that back. No. Michael Satrazemus is Toad. And guess Thank what? you. I was just gonna say that if you didn't. <laughs> Toad is my favorite character. Yep. What I wanted to give carolers hope for. First of all, Leah being in the picture doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean a thing. I, I'm, I'm just a personal anecdote. Like, I've been with people, broken up with them. I've gotten together with that same person 10 years later. Had a go of it. Had a really long relationship. And it didn't work out, but we tried. Um, I ended up marrying somebody completely different. Like, somebody brand new. Connie, right? So... So I'm not saying anything with that one, but that's what people do when they realize that it's not 
the timing is off or whatever. They just do their thing. They have a life with somebody else. Doesn't mean that they can't try it later. People don't move in straight line. Some people do. Some people marry their high school sweetheart, have kids, no bones. It works out. It happens. It happens most of the time. Cool. Fine. But like I just so many people in my life, it's not a straight line. They go to this relationship. They become a different person in that relationship. So at the point you don't want to be friends with them, then they come back and they're like, hey man, I missed you. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, okay. And then they go out with this person and then this person with that person. It's not a straight line. People are different people with other people. People find out that this is something that we said about being with Connie is you find out that you can be this person that you didn't think you could be before because of this new person. There's no reason to think that like, why wouldn't they get together and why wouldn't it end tragically? One of the other hopeful things is that it's in the past and dog is a puppy in the past why else would you show dog as a puppy if it wasn't in the past right exactly and if it wasn't and if it was in the past where's leah now nowhere she's dead or something Probably died. right yeah i'm guessing Leah right. died. so there's nothing for you people to be sad about this was right. in the past this is what he was doing in the past six years while carol was with ezekiel again time all of these factors together make a shit sandwich that you can just go no well i'll leave that shit sandwich over there i don't want yeah. it stop eating it you don't need it <laughs> What I'm nervous about is like what I'm having a hard time digesting is if if this is a romantic thing between Daryl and Leah, and it sounds like it maybe is actually seeing him kiss someone. That's an interesting thing, isn't it? That's I don't think I've ever seen him kiss anyone. I've never seen him kiss someone. It's gonna be so weird. Yeah, everybody's going right. <laughs> like, and is it going to be awkward? Like, you know, people have like kiss face. So like, does he have a nice kiss face? Does he, oh, is he going to be awkward? Is he going to like try and bite her face off? Like, is he one of those open mouth? Like, how bad is this going to be? <laughs> right. Is it, That's first all, all is, I keep thinking of. <laughs> is Daryl, is, is Norman Reedus going to invent a kiss face for, for Daryl? Da- yeah. Because I, I don't, I don't think I've ever seen Norman Reedus kiss on television or movies to the point where i think it's almost a thing oh well okay the closest thing i've seen norman reedus kiss are fans in their photo ops (laughs) and you know right exactly in other words nobody yeah i mean that's not a romantic kiss by any means so it's it's yeah and some some of them oh actually i have seen him kiss (laughs) deny guerrera guerrera in in some of these behind the scenes photos which made me feel very awkward yeah yeah i do remember the one where he snuck up behind her and got her Mm -hmm. yeah right on that one right on the face yeah but then again it was like his head was right in front of the camera so of course you couldn't see you could not see you knew what happened but right (laughs) i heard tell a legend but like we didn't really see it it's like the flat we're like flat earthers yeah it's gonna be weird that the when the whole leah thing came up that was my first thought was oh it's gonna be so weird to see him kiss someone (laughs) right right right. period 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 exclamation point oh my gosh yeah rebecca says there's him and andy lincoln kissing too yeah that might have been romantic but i'm okay like i'll get used to it i'll get over it oh yeah literally i honestly i want to see how i i can't wait to see the reaction like and which tells me something though like again and again i don't want to disparage anybody again and this is i'm giving you hope but i'm also giving you truth if you're willing to leave the show over something that you wanted to happen and didn't happen were you ever really a fan i'm gonna be real with you because you you're you're a fan because you're waiting for somebody to tell you how it goes not for you to tell somebody else how it should go like there's no rule book for this daryl's not in the comics daryl's like a shadow of dwight 
Yeah. If you are a fan of a character, that doesn't make you a fan of the show. I mean, you could be both, but like... Well, yeah, of course you could be both. But, like, but if you're watching a show just for one character, I mean, does that mean you like the whole show? And no, and people watch shows for, for worse, right? Like, oh, I want to just see zombies kill people. Like, okay, cool. That's fine. Well, you don't <laughs> have to be a fan of the show to watch it. And I'm sure that was true for most people watching the show in, their hey in its heyday. Like, you know, some people just want to see the world burn. I can see that. It's 2016. So... <laughs> Anyway, and, and again, that's not a polit political comment. I think most people back then just wanted to see the world burn. But then, like, you know, I mean, yeah, and I don't care who's a real fan or who isn't a real fan, but it's just kind of like, I mean, if that's the reason why you watch the show and it never happened in 10 years, I mean, who's fooling who? You are a fan of the show. Get over it. Get it. You are. You just are. You've not been waiting for this for 10 years, nay 11, hoping for this to happen. There's something else going on here. It's not just that for you. It's not. Um, you how know many it. People, how many people say they're going to stop watching if something doesn't happen and then never actually do? Like, it's just like an empty threat. Like, I'm I'm going to quit watching if this... Da, 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 da. Like, I feel like I mean, it's, it's said more than it's actually followed through on. Yeah. It's like the same amount of <laughs> children of the 1970s and 80s yeah. that whose mother said, I'm going to kill you and never did. <laughs> See, I'm still alive. My mom said that a lot. And I I'm mean, still I here. took a lot of I took a lot of beatings with a wooden slipper, but I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Rebecca the... said the same thing. I say I'll quit a lot of things. You know, happen to various the things happening to various people, but wouldn't actually. I mean, look, it wouldn't, wouldn't be a day ending in why if you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> and again, Sharon D finds a perfect opportunity to put quotes. Uh, Daryl grunts sexily <laughs> in the captions. <laughs> we needed to do this. We needed to get this out there because next week is going to be that episode because let's let's face it this episode was a kind of like just a smoother over it's like just reminding you we're still here we're still in this time period we were just a few of the whispers we're recovering that mm -hmm. recovery is gonna Here's gonna be basically across the, it's gonna be all six episodes but like we're touching on the how bad it really is seeing hilltop decimated seeing alexandria what they what the whispers did on their entrance and exit uh from the, from its walls it's all about recovery and the desperation of needing a place needing a home sweet home um after all of this and then taking on more people and then if if you notice in the beginning, Daryl is saying this to, I forget who, I wrote this down, but like, um, they were talking about splitting up the hilltop people between Oceanside and Alexandria. Like, we'll take a, a dozen of them, etc. Oh, so you Carol, hear that yeah. in the beginning. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So this is how bad it is. There are some survivors and some of them won't be here. Some of them won't be there. This is their lives now. And it's interesting because Carol mentions this in the promo for, I think it is the next episode. It just came out today, the full scene with, with uh, Carol and Daryl, and they're fishing and she goes uh do, do you feel like our luck's run out mm -hmm. and it's very interesting because in a sense i already feel that from this episode that we just watched like there is a sense of like wow we're really picking up the pieces here and we not many people have many place to go and then maggie and her people come and it's like oh shit and it's not that many people but still it's four or five more mouths to feed whatever it is yeah. do we know how many people there really are i mean all the ones we've met are dead now <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with elijah cole maggie is there jen another and, person jen and denny or something who didn't make it out of the building you know there's two more burnt to a crisp yeah, three died exactly. in the woods four died in the woods yeah let's dwell on that a bit <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> damn half half more than half the people that were with her died and like then we find herschel and it's like okay now half only half <laughs> 
<laughs> this was pretty important to me, but you probably I probably didn't hit you quite as hard. But I was really um, happy that Carol had the conversation with Maggie that she did. Well, it was kind of with, with everybody, but she told Maggie straight up. You know, I I did I let Negan out. We needed him. He did what needed to be done, and you know that's that. I, it did hit me a little bit though. I I was very tense. I, I was kind of like, oh, how's this going to go down? And then she just says it just plainly. But what I like the most about that is what Maggie says later on to Daryl. Mm-hmm. She just did what she what she had to do. And I and I don't then, know that I would do any differently. I wrote this. I, I, I wrote down a lot of quotes from this episode. God knows what I would have done if I was there. Because that also speeds you up to like her in season nine, right? Do you remember her? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Practical. Yeah. No nonsense. No feeling. I mean, I admired that about her, actually. Well, when she said that, when she said, you know, oh, God knows what I would have done. And she acknowledges that Carol, you know, did what she had to. We didn't see it, but Maggie knows about about the Pikes and, and all of that. And Carol lost her son and how that all went down right like yeah if maggie were there she would have done exactly what carol did i mean plus or minus the negan but she would have gone to any lengths i think if that was her show up on a pike yeah oh boy yeah i mean it goes without saying but i did this while you were mm-hmm. saying that first of all brilliant what you just said but one thing that i had, I had questioned and this is like the little dingleberry that never got resolved and because it's a gimple thing at the end of season eight daryl maggie and jesus have this conversation this little behind closed doors conversation about hey you know we're not going along with rick's plan and season nine has mm-hmm. a flavor of that and mm-hmm. in the end maggie does end up leaving because you know this whole project has gone to pot rick has died you know i died being against rick and so i don't know if i have a place here anymore so she leaves with herschel etc whatever this conversation does illustrate two things maggie in season nine practical shrewd you know willing to boot out or not help alexandria for the sake of a, a thriving hilltop right not even surviving thriving hilltop i am for hilltop until she does the killing gregory thing and then that's a whole other story and then and then it doesn't even matter what she does like people they have it so good that they feel like they need to revolt against her but marrying that attitude with the maggie that we got a glimpse of at the end of season eight that little dingleberry scene everything starts to make sense now feel like they are it to your point at the beginning of this episode i feel like they're in some way trying to touch that comic book character without crossing that line right like mm-hmm. the maggie in the comics it's just not there in the show it's just not there but if you can touch it if you can resemble it in some manner well okay that'll satisfy some people and angela king does in many different like without going full gimple does in some ways satisfy the comic book audiences i say that again because at the end of the episode as maggie's walking in what do you see in the back wall the, the silence the whispers into screams whispers into screams yeah yeah exactly yeah both of them actually but mm-hmm. yes the whispers into screams we saw nowhere until now right which is cool I, it I, is I, cool. I i was like hey look at that <laughs> It's like it didn't need to be there, but it was there, and it was cool. Actually, Sharon D pointed pointed it out, and then I looked behind Maggie. I was I was so focused on her fa- angry face and her like, "Don't look at Negan! Don't look at Negan! Don't look at Negan!" <laughs> yeah, that that slow walk into Alexandria, yeah, yeah. That, like the bouncy with the hair flowing in the back. Yeah, I don't see you, right? I don't see you at all. Uh, and, and you know, and and I love the fact that she tells Daryl. Sorry, going back to the shipping container, she says, "You know, I'll deal with Negan if I have to." I didn't get the feeling she meant kill him like deal with him that way like she literally meant if i have to live next to him i will i agree wholeheartedly 
I think maybe what scares her most or what, what would scare her most is not being able to give her, her kid a, a, a straight answer, like a real answer. Yeah. Do you know that what I mean? Like, hard. Yeah, that would be hard to sit with. Right. Because it's one thing if you have to explain yourself to, you know, the people who know you best, the, the, all of you. Because if you think about it, you more than anybody else will know this since you are a parent. Like your kid doesn't know the whole of you. Like no. they know mom you. You know, and over the years, you, you show them more and more and more and more, they'll get surprised of how little they actually knew of the whole of you. Right. I'm not mm-hmm. saying they're going to tell them all the dirty secrets. I'm just saying <laughs> you're They're going to know you as a person rather than as a mom. But right now she's at that point with Herschel, Herschel Ree that like it's mom, you know, but we're getting to that stage where, OK, you're going to get to know a little bit more. I think what scares her is that she wants to be the mom that avenges her father right now, because that's what Herschel needs right now. He needs she needs structure. He needs to know that he's safe and which is really hard in the apocalypse right Mm -hmm. but like how can you give that to him if you yourself as we've illustrated probably have made your peace with that so i think there is an element of like i'm almost upset that i don't hate negan like i don't want to kill him Mm -hmm. right like it's like i'm disappointing that version of me yeah that is best for my son you know you know carol struggles with it too when daryl asks her and that's the thing. That's that's what I wanted to point it back to. Mm-hmm. Right? You nailed it. <laughs> Fucking nailed it. Reel it in, baby. I so, know yeah, where that, you're going. <laughs> that whole face. Carol says she'll never come around on him. Something to that effect. And Daryl asks her, well, have you? And that face. And that face. I mean, said it all. She said her whole lines with her face. And in some ways, she's where we are. <laughs> like, we're like... I, I literally... Where is it at? Hold on. <laughs> I... I yeah, coming around on Negan. Carol looks like me. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah. Very nice. Like, I... Uh, but it's uh, exactly that. It's like, yeah. <laughs> you know what? This is the limit. Because I, I, I saw a post on Reddit today that said, am I wrong in thinking? And this, is, this is classic. <laughs> yes, you are. This is how they all start. Yes, you are wrong. But here, you know, I'll hear you out. <laughs> am I if wrong for thinking? it starts out that way, you probably... But yeah, it literally is like, so he's like, I don't think I'm wrong for saying that that Spencer deserved to die. It was the right thing to do for Negan to do for to kill Spencer. And then I was mm. like, I, I, I paused and I said, well, you forgot the part about saying killing is wrong. Like, you know, we should we should all say that. But the show gets us to a point where we don't. Right. Like, right. first of all, first of all, killing is wrong. Let's put that out of the way. But the other thing you said about killing, it was right to kill Spencer. No, that's not right either. We can say that based on Negan's motivations, it makes sense that he would. Like, and then when you understand his underlying motivations, like why does he why is he the way he is? Then maybe you could say some sort of semblance of like, okay, according to him, for what he was trying to do, you've got to get these people out of the way because they just bog down progress, right? They just, and which ends up what? Not making people safe. Not feel safe, Virginia. You know, actually safe. According to him, whatever. But was it right? No, he was unprovoked. He wasn't being violent. <laughs> but I, you know, it's funny because when I answered that, he said, you know, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> and I said, I said, yeah, it's not right. Duh. I get you. I get it. <laughs> like, I didn't care that it happened so much. I was shocked. I saw guts. <laughs> Apparently he had them. <laughs> so... <laughs> But going back to the comment when Ra- when Rachel and Carol made that face, and I did too, I was like, yeah, I don't, what? how did they get us to this point where we're like, yeah, Negan's all right, I think, right? Right, but then you feel bad even saying that. <laughs> right, because you'll offend Maggie because she's in the room. <laughs> in a way. I like what Rebecca's saying. 
It's a tricky situation because you can want to forgive someone who's harmed you if they've paid their debt, but having to live in the same community with that person is a whole different thing. But then where else can he really go? There isn't anywhere in the apocalypse, which which is, is true. I mean, in the comic books, he just sort of walks off and we never see him again. And there are real life situations right now where people have to, you know, I mean, probably not live, you know, in this close proximity with someone who hurt or injured or killed a family member, but it that's a real life situation right now. There are yeah. people out and about who have done horrible things and then people who have to live with the fact that they know this person's out there. We all have to live with, with people who's not only like let's let's say from the harsh. Like I like we have some people in my family and my well my most mostly my in laws where like they have they have grudges against them. They don't talk to each other. It's it's a shame. It's a total shame. Total shame. But we do every now and again we're civil. And we all have that person whose political opinions we don't really like. But, you know, we, we, we live with them, you know, and some of them are in our family. And then we know we have to live with them. It's exactly why, why I want to go back to Carol and Daryl on this one, because it does apply. You know, what you've done, I'm willing to live with. You know, basically, Daryl's kind of just saying that. Rebecca Punch has kind of said it for me, but in the context of Daryl and Carol. Like, Daryl can forgive, but don't ask, ask him to forget. That shit takes work. That shit takes time. It's almost a given to, for him to say, yeah, we're cool. We're okay. But, I mean, we still got to build that, you know, rebuild the bridge. We still got to, again, I'm not only comparing the Maggie and Negan thing to Daryl and Carol, but I'm also comparing it to Alexandria. This just happened. We've got to rebuild. That's mm-hmm. what needs to happen. You can't pretend like it didn't. Right. And the same with Negan and Maggie. You can't pretend like it didn't. Daryl and well, Carol, you can't pretend like it didn't. Lydia said it perfectly right in the beginning, too. She said, you know, Carol, Carol's actions, right or wrong, her plan worked. It's like prefacing the Reddit comment. Of course, killing is wrong. <laughs> but. But. <laughs> But it got the job done. <laughs> no, no. But like, like it worked. I mean, for him, for what he wanted to do. Well, and it did. Um, it did. It the, it worked. I mean, some things got messed up in the process, but the end result was what they wanted. Alpha dead yeah. and the herd gone. Horde. Yeah, exactly. And most people being safe. Right. Mm-hmm. 100%. Mm-hmm. I mean, seeing those bodies in the field, though, by the way, made it real. Oh, yeah. boy. Oh, man. Yeah, I, on the third watch, I really start, I really paid attention to that. But yeah, <laughs> speaking of walkers and dead bodies, I watched the show the first time around, obviously, on AMC Premiere. I got to watch it live on Sunday night. I watched it twice before. Whatever. Big deal. Then afterwards, you, you see the production special where they explain that, you know, they literally only had like less than you know, less than these five fingers <laughs> um, plus two to work with as walkers. And so mm. I, I loved finally paying attention to what they were talking about when, it, when they said, oh, we used shadows to illustrate a sense of crowdedness oh, in, the, in, the, in yeah. the container park. Like on the side. And then when you yeah, watch it the yeah. second, you, when you actually start to pay attention, you're like, oh, I see. Yes, that's smart. Because you really only get to see like three or four at, at, at a time in that park. Yeah. It's only they're only working with that many. Right. And so when you actually well, get it felt like a lot more, right? You hear the banging did, yeah. of the drums. Yeah. No, they're doing a great job. I mean, considering the COVID and everything, I mean that's yeah, they're they're doing a great job. It's I can't even imagine how difficult it would be to work in these yeah, conditions. I to, and I have to also say, like, okay, the digital camera work, I didn't notice as much until they started having more of these wide shots. They were a lot crisper, they were able to focus a little better on some of the resolution. Um, one thing I did notice was how because they're filming from so far away, because <laughs> of distance, like social distancing, the sound is interesting. It's a little bit more organic. It's not up close, it's not as clear. 
funnier. There are moments mm-hmm. where when if they tilt their head this way, you hear them funnier. The acoustics sound weird. But I like that in a weird way. And I also got to thinking about one other thing. Like, you'll notice it if you, if you watch the episode of, like, Kelly's looking this way just a little bit. You don't hear her quite well. Like, she's going this way, so uh-huh. tilting to the right. And then she faces forward. Okay, you hear her okay now. It's because the, <laughs> the boom mic is so far up. Because just because the angle they need to be able to still hold it up. Because you can't hold a boom mic... Like just above her head, that's difficult. You have to kind of have it way high up. Okay. I've never held and a it, boom mic. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> well, I've seen okay. them. I know what you're talking about, but I've never yeah, held but, one. Anyway, so my whole point being is that it sounds a lot more organic, but then I got to start thinking, what if they're filming from so far away that it actually makes the acting a lot better? Think about it. If you don't, if you barely feel that oh. the cameras are there, mm-hmm. right? Do you I feel like you saying, sl- yeah. slip in to that like environment? Do you feel Possibly. like you're part it of- could feel more real without a camera in your face? Yeah, I, I, I started but. to feel like I, I was, that's what I was starting to pay attention to, like for after a little <laughs> while. And, and Angel Theory does sort of touch on that a little bit in the uh, Talking Dead afterwards. I was like, oh, she kind of like, uh, yeah, it almost felt like it was real. Like if I didn't feel the cameras. <laughs> Is this Rebecca Punch? Yeah. So yeah. she says, the screen printed walker faces and hands. <laughs> yeah, for the shadows, right? <laughs> Rawr. Rawr. I noticed, um, you know, Cole watching the shadows and like waiting for him to come. Like, and his, his um, I don't know if I want to call it a knife or a sword. Or, I don't know. They're just freaking cool. I like his weapon. They're, they're the, what do they call, what did Frodo call it? Sting? <laughs> the the, the, like, the swords that yeah. kill or- uh, orcs? It's like it half sword, blue. half knife. It glows blue when walkers come near. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm nerding out. My bad. <laughs> My bad. I so fucking appreciate these episodes. Obviously, we said it in Fear of the Walking Dead. We're saying it now here. I, and I was musing with, with Evelyn on the couch, and I'm like, I, I remember like going, oh, man, why, why aren't there more episodes of this or more episodes of that? Like, oh, and then I start to realize, oh, yeah, COVID. And then I start to realize we've been really lucky. We've been so, so fucking lucky. And then like, this is no exception. And then so I, of course, but now I want to see like necessity is the mother of invention. So like, because they had to film in these conditions, what cool innovations come out of it to where it might actually be even better. You know, like that, that's what, that's what I'm looking for now. I want to see, and we get these insane wide shots, these cool little filler wide shots that show in a sense, and I was noting this in my notes, I said, it's like as if the camera knows what we're feeling and it's showing this distance between it and them. Right. And in and in one of the one of the production shots that was shared just yesterday, I think or the day before yesterday, it showed Daryl and Carol separated by a a river. And it was like them on the extreme sides of the photo. And it's a wide mm-hmm. shot. It's a very wide shot. High resolution photo. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just so cool. And we get these nice digital crisp, you know, um, very saturated, not saturated, but like um, just like wide color gamut. You know, it's it's still like within a certain palette, obviously because it's in the, in the forest, whatever. But it's just so rich. But it's also saying something. It's saying distance, social distance, COVID. Yeah. We and it's also saying we get it. We get you. This is where we're living in. It's like it's like the mm-hmm. camera itself is telling a story and sympathizing. So I thought that was kind of cool. That is, you know, yeah. there's only one thing that I wanted to touch on. It's going to take two seconds, but as the carts are pulling away and you see Negan for the first time on screen mm-hmm. and Maggie's there and it goes, hey, Maggie, just before that, if you have headphones on, you hear something and it's Aaron saying, hey, hold up, Gabriel. You don't see him, but you hear him. I thought that was kind of cool because oh. we know there's going to be an Aaron and Gabriel episode. So I wonder if that episode starts. Maybe starts there. From, what, from when the wagons huh. pull away. 
I didn't so hear I, Aaron. I heard Negan say, you know, have a safe trip or some something along those lines. Exactly. But if you have headphones, but I didn't, it's in yeah. it's in this ear. So I think it's in the right ear. And you hear, <laughs> hey, hold up, Gabriel. Is it before or it. after Negan says his line? Um, it's definitely before you see the cart pull away. Okay. It's, okay. It's just as that's sort of happening. And I'm like, okay. what the shit? I hit pause. I'm like, hey, hold up, Gabriel. Exclamation point. <laughs> was it was it so quiet that even the captions didn't catch it? It might have been. Okay. But it might be there. I'll have to I will have to pay extra close attention this time. I did not catch that on any of the three watches I had. Ah, okay. But you you'll definitely hear it once I say it. Like once mm-hmm. you once you notice it. Be like yeah, now I know oh, where to listen. Is. That's kind of cool. <laughs> I do want to race through also speaking of the end where we see Negan again and Maggie just breezing back breezing past him like Beyonce. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. The stark difference between the beginning of the episode where he's wearing his leather jacket, he's all like, you know, just hey, I'm part of the community now. So I got my hands like folded like this in front of me. I'm cool. Hey, how you doing? And then Maggie shows up. He's still in his leather jacket, but people know who he is. He knows he they know he was the savior of Hilltop, sort of, not really. They know he was the savior again after the tower, right? So like he can just be himself. Nuh-uh. And then by the end of the episode, I noticed, and I'm gonna ask you a question, see if you feel the same way I do. Do you think in a way, like I know he's rehabbing a house. You're not gonna rehab the house in your leather jacket, right? It's right, your leather right. jacket. He cares about it, right? But do you think also that part of that, a part of that is also like he sees Maggie in the beginning, he knows he's gonna see her again. Cause Hilltop's gone and he knows it, right? Mm. <laughs> right? Cause he did it. Does he change his demeanor for Maggie? It feels like when he talks her at first in the beginning, there is a sense of that, hey, I didn't escape if that's what you're saying. Mm-hmm. kind of like I, I kept my promise to you i still feel the way i do i i just don't want to kill myself you know but like i'm not that different from that guy you saw last you know so at the end of the episode when he's dressed down and he's he's wearing his shitting cap because it's brown <laughs> like do, do you do you get that sense of like maybe he changed his demeanor from the leather jacket wearing participant to like i'm just gonna blend into the scenery <sighs> I don't, I don't know. I definitely didn't have that thought while I was watching this scene. No, when I saw him standing on his porch there, it looked like he was like getting ready for bed or something. <laughs> like it just, in a leather jacket just doesn't go with jam. Well, he had the, so I he had the work gloves inside. too. Did he have gloves on? I mean, I yeah, saw he yeah. had like a hat and he had like, a, I don't know, he looked like he was going to bed. I mean, it wasn't bedtime or anything. But, and I, I, no, I, that, that didn't cross my mind really, I guess. When I saw him and he didn't have the leathers on, I just figured, I mean, it didn't go with what he had on. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't give it much thought that he wasn't wearing but, it. Well, think about it. And keep thinking about it, just as a personal aside. Like, just think about it for now. Because have you ever known Negan, even season ten? Well, season ten for most of it, he was in his leather jacket by the back half. But like in the first mm. half, it's like, oh, Negan looks like Rick, even. But like at the same time, when he got the leather jacket from Brandon, he never really let go of it, even mm. after the tower. And again, this is just after the tower. So maybe he's like, I, I don't know. He's he wore it through thick and thin. He worked, wore it with the whispers. He never took it off. He never blended in with the whispers but now he's blending in with alexandria i feel like that is saying something rebecca punch is saying something similar too it's like the difference in costuming was so perfect aging badass versus grandpa right like the the, the stark difference in demeanor and 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 outfit i just feel like there's something there and maybe it's listen maybe it's me wanting to see what i want to see a little bit even though they're trying to lead me down a garden path probably like part of me is just by the way he's saying his lines to maggie and the way in the way they choose to to dress him in both scenes i feel like there is a genuine sense of like i know what i did she didn't deserve it i i did what i did at the time because that's what i thought was right but now is different and now she has a kid 
mm-hmm. or I knew she had the kid. Now that kid lived. Now that kid's here. I know what it's like to kill or maybe be responsible for children without parents, that sort of thing. So I would love to see him hang up the leather jacket. I think that would be a big, it would be symbolism. Like he's putting away Savior Negan and now he's Alexandria Negan. I just, I mean, would he feel like a different person? Well, yeah, that's kind of the point. We, Clothes make the man? You want, yeah. <laughs> sort of you, thing. We want you to be a different person. So you should, you should look like a different person. Um, I, I think there'd be a lot of symbolism in him just hanging up the jacket and saying, that's my past. Here's where I'm going. I mean, Matt, you know, Maggie could just kind of speed that process up, maybe seeing her, you know, maybe he Mm. wants to get to that better person faster now. Yeah, maybe give that a a good old college try now that maybe I have an in. Sure. Yeah. Right. Well, and he has but more then, to prove too. Like you said, he already all these people he's been living with, they already see what he's done. You know, with with Hilltop, with the whispers and everything. Now here's somebody else he needs to prove himself to. Right. Because I mean, yeah, even Cole again, Cole, Captain Obvious, but also at the same time, Sharp. Mackie told him. Because he goes, because it wasn't explained to him, oh, now we're going to live next door to the man who killed his, her, her husband. He, she must have told him in the village, oh, mm-hmm. this is that guy. And now he knows. So it's a famous story. It's not like she or, stopped talking about it. Right, right. Or the name anyway, because they, they yeah. said his name several times. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he must have picked on. So he's not as dumb as he looks. No, I'm kidding. No, he's very beautiful. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> it's it's funny I say that because like in one of the in one of the shows that James Navati has been in, like he's cast as beautiful man number one or like something <laughs> like that. So it's really funny. Um, he must not have always had that beard. Um, oh yeah, Elijah is played by OK Ma Quarry. He's twenty five. But again, there's nothing really Wait, on 25? him. Twenty five. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <sighs> He's there's not much on on him on the internet, but he oh, was in Cobra Kai. He was in Greenland. Yeah, wait, he was in Cobra Kai. Yeah. Oh yeah, who, he was Sean the was he, uh, he was Sean the Juvie guy, the guy that beat oh, up on gosh. Robbie. Yeah. Oh that's, my that's, gosh. That's the same okay. guy. Okay. 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 Wow. Right. Okay. What? How? The different characters. See, different now, Cobra, characters. now Cobra Kai is a part of the Walking Dead universe. The logo is different in the beginning. That's something I wanted to bring up too. Because uh, remember, after all the... In one of our blogs, I actually illustrated the difference between the beginning of season 10 to finally... It's the 1016 blog. It's the... Um, which was episode 101. Yeah, it was episode 101. The difference between the beginning of season 10 and the end of season 10 is in the beginning of season 10, it's all green and mossy. It's, oh, it's great. At the end of it, it's on fire. <laughs> <laughs> but now it's all burnt and then there's blood dripping from the top. So I wonder if it's going to turn all in blood by the end of the season. Cause that, well, you know, six episodes well, now by the here. end of season 10 or yeah. carry yeah. over into 11 by 10. Yeah. yeah that'd be cool. 10. Yeah. Ah, I mean, the blood make me worried. I mean, where are we going here in just six episodes? Where are we going? Well, nowhere. We're not going anywhere. <laughs> it's COVID. Come on. You gotta yeah. stay at home. <laughs> Yeah, no, we're not we're not going anywhere. We're just we're we're gonna find out what, what everybody's been up to. Look at these guys. Perfect segue. Perfect fucking segue. Okay, let me just say what they said. Mm-hmm. Sharon Dean and, Re- and Rebecca Punch. <laughs> they oh, said good. the city, the city out west. Yeah, Maggie. So this is something that okay. Let me front load this for you. Back in the summer, again, it's not the summer. It's definitely spring. When we were talking about the t- the teasers into Fear the Walking Dead season six, we we're talking about Walking Dead World Beyond. We were talking about a lot of things. In it, we were talking about a key to the future because off the heels of season five we had to catch people up when we we're talking about the trailers about look this is key thing and jenny which they never really talked about but they did jenny does say a key to the future or something the keys to the future or some bullshit right <laughs> and then that got us thinking back in season five what the fuck there must be a connection to georgie without a doubt and then 
you see a lot of that imagery literally flags with keys and keys on rangers hats in, in, in fear of the walking dead season six thus far and now we're mentioning georgie it feels like there is no connection to commonwealth with maggie and georgie none whatsoever why because it just doesn't feel right she's not pamela milton period again this is the commonwealth reference a key to the future appears nowhere in the comic or there's no or at least to my knowledge there's no connection to the commonwealth at all with this the the twins are off they don't feel commonwealth like they just feel like delinquents trying to do something <laughs> and then the proof was in the pudding in this episode i had this gut feeling like if eugene's going off to, to get help from stephanie and stephanie happens to belong to the commonwealth i don't think maggie's a part of that at all or she would get involved or something like that because the, the commonwealth soldiers meet her at the end meet them at the end they they rush in that couldn't happen if maggie was there and if maggie was there why are they meeting them up in the tower it just there's no it just ships in the night it just doesn't make sense Agreed. and now we see the proof which means i'm right about something <laughs> i mean right about you're right, right about, about my, a lot of stuff <laughs> i'm right about my feelings it just doesn't make sense I feel like the stronger connection here, and this is something I said way when we, when Ginny had the key on her lapel and she was like, then she finally says key to the future in season five. I said, oh, Georgie has something to do with this, but I feel like this is not what she intended. Maggie talks about in this episode, how she and Georgie go to these different communities and it just nearly doesn't work out. Literally. The last one they go to is a place in Knoxville and it seemed like it was getting along. All of a sudden wasn't. And they parted ways. Maggie, she's on her way. It feels like to Hilltop and then she takes a detour and then she ends up in this village etc etc but last she heard from georgie is that she is heading she was heading out to a city out west now what georgie does just to kind of get, take you back to season eight is what georgie does is she drops the key to the future on the laps of these communities leaves them alone for a little while and then comes back and goes how'd you do and then they, <laughs> she finds them dead <laughs> most places most places and it seems like after a string of this um maggie goes off she fucks off she gets to the, to the village they're there together she builds this relationship with cole elijah all these people cole's sorry elijah's sister who happens to probably be there cole's whatever who knows uh and then loses a bunch of people to what is proposed to be the reapers right so okay we can talk about the city out west first i've heard sharon D say oh it's i've heard one person say it wasn't sharon D who said it was portland sharon D says omaha because we're talking about walking dead world beyond references i'm like no 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 connection to the crm again i don't think georgie has anything to do with either of these groups it makes more sense if we're talking directly out west i mean not directly but like i'm thinking out west usually means like west not midwest like southwest i'm thinking texas now what do you think on this one because i'm it makes more sense that the Ginny, the connection the keys i'm not thinking any of this civic republic shit no way i didn't really have any thoughts about that specifically and when sharon and i were talking about it if you're in virginia pretty much everything is west so they could be anywhere true right <laughs> it might have it might not have anything to do with anything however you and i both know that <laughs> look the walking dead is almost over we did see those pioneers at the at the end or mm -hmm. 10 11 who cares it was the michonne exit episode yeah 10 general. 11 there's some just increasing evidence that it feels like you know virginia settlements lawton let's say so <laughs> and sharon is also saying oh it's new mexico she went to albuquerque to get some blue meth <laughs> you know we all yeah. want that yeah. crossover okay Perfect. we all want it 
And if that's true, I will hang my hat on that. I will. I will. I'll hang my hat on it. And then there'll be a connection to The Walking Dead World. Be- Sorry, The Walking Dead and Breaking Bad, a la the Carol and Daryl spinoff, which I completely accept. If Walter White comes back, or maybe Aaron Paul, who knows? Yeah, I'm in. I'm just in. I don't care anymore. Yeah, okay, so she did say it could have been Portland or Omaha. I'm like, hey, it's too far out west. It's like West Coast. It's like, meh. It's like, that's like Northwest. It's like, eh, yeah. it's like, nah. No, no, they're in the yeah. boulder free zone <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was the thing that made me laugh out loud when they said boulder free zone i'm like yeah i'll take that i'll, t- I'll take a stand crossover if we can get an ed gang crossover oh a- like a real character in the real life like a serial killer i'll take that i'll take the stand sure you find me at hammingfoot home yeah, abigail but- freeman but never actually show it. Okay, we could go all night about how much I hate that. Is the guy that, sni- that sniped half of Maggie's people, is he a Reaper? Yes or no? I, I can't gun answer to, that. Gun to your head, literally. I, oh, no. I can't answer that because I don't know who the Reapers are yet. Okay. He, I'm, and, he, I'm, and he mentioned someone by name. Pope marked you. Right. I'm going to say no. I'm, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say the Reapers are real. I'm going to yeah. say the Reapers are the ones that drove Maggie off their land. But the Pope marked you thing so yeah. tells me, based on the table reads, tells me this is the Richard Pactor character. And the Richard Pactor <gasps> oh, character. Oh, I didn't is- even think that. You're so yes. right. You yes. are so right. I connect <sighs> the dots. And speaking of connecting the dots, <laughs> did you buy us a cup? No. <laughs> <laughs> I. <laughs> Just before recording today, I created a clip. Okay, a clip. The clip is a combination of two promos. During the live watch of this episode, we saw a teaser into The Walking Dead season eleven, the final season. What is it? It's a. It's a kind of a. a like a handheld camera view zooming into oh. uh to a a two-way mirror room with camera set up looks like right? an interrogation room right and there's no audio right it's just like the sounds of the camera and the, like a screen right mm-hmm. hold that thought we all know what this is well you know most well. of us that know of the comics or have read the comics what i did was i released this clip and i just i said i fixed it i fixed this i fixed this clip i took the promo with uh the commonwealth surrounding mm-hmm. princess king ezekiel yumiko etc eugene yep. i took the audio from the beginning of that clip because what does it say it says what who are uh, what is your name what did you do who are you before something whatever i took the audio from that i put it on top i put it i layered it underneath that clip go. for for the walking dead season 11 I said I fixed it. Let's start with your name. Where are you from? Where were you when the fall happened? I fixed it for you. Yep. Lance Hornsby. Don't worry, AMC. We got this. We got this. We got you. We fixed it for you. So that's up on our YouTube and our social media by now. People who who read the comics, you'll love it. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) Yeah. Sharon D saying um, about, I don't know, Pope's minion. I don't know what we want to call him. Um, He pulled a page. He killed himself rather than answer some questions. A barrier under Jasper's leg reference, Mm -hmm. right? Page from that episode of The Walking Dead. Uh, Sorry, uh, Fear the Walking Dead. Fear the Walking Dead, yeah. Season six. Rather than answer questions sharon he says he he uh paged himself <laughs> he paged himself <laughs> he paged himself yeah exactly <laughs> which is different than otising don't confuse right. the two <laughs> right paging and otising don't do the no more one words. won't get <laughs> one is self-preservation one isn't <laughs> oh my god paging and otising um. But she also says, she also says, looked like Leo Bennett's room. And like, at first you get that vibe that it looks like Leo Bennett, mm. like the, the, the TS subjects, that sort of thing. Yeah. Or, oh yeah. no, I think she means Leo Bennett's room, like room room, like where Lila fed him too many lentils. 
Oh, like like a apartment? Would we yeah. call it? A- I was thinking more like the science room, though, when I saw yeah, that that that's teaser. What she said. But <laughs> <laughs> the science room. Oh gosh. <laughs> we learned about anatomy today. Um, but uh, I will do anyway. science to it. <laughs> I will do Rebecca science says. To it. <laughs> Use my my forceps and my anyway so my and my mandibles. (laughs) (laughs) When you think about Robert Patrick's character, he has a scene with Gabriel and table reads, and they talk about good and evil people, and it feels like it makes more sense to me that a a religious cult or militant religious cult of some kind would commit would have this kind of uh, suicide pact kind of thing. Like I'd rather kill myself in the name of God, let's say, for instance, the name of Pope, Pope, God. There's a little connection there. It makes sense to me that Gabriel and that Richard Patrick guy would have a meeting in the minds in in the terms of scripture. And I think in some weird way, that's going to be a big scene coming up where it almost feels as though this conversation between he and Gabriel could mean death or destruction or saving this group. Do you know like much similar, like similar to like the highwaymen in a sense, like if he doesn't say the right thing, if he doesn't do the right thing, like, cause these people are crazy. <laughs> I don't know. I'm feeling kind of nervous after this encounter. I don't know. I guess when he, when, when he said Pope marked you, my, fr- my first w- thought wasn't like, Oh no. Uh, I thought Maggie, what did you do? <laughs> <laughs> Automatically. Like, Oh, it must've been something she did. Right. I mean, good or bad. She did something to piss this guy off. So what was it? <laughs> Hmm. that's although when she was pleading with him that's what made me i i, I get what you're saying because there was a little shadiness in the beginning like cole and her were exchanging glances like it. Mm-hmm. yeah exactly should we tell them like no i don't want to worry them or fuck this is you know what killed all the people blah 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 so there, that knowing glance and then you find out okay this could have been them oh my god herschel's gone uh uh let's tell them but then like at the end of it she's in a desperate panic like she's you know coming to grips with like this these could be the people that killed my people right this Mm -hmm. could be the guy one of the guys so she doesn't even know who they are which then throws me for a loop because is this are these the reapers are these the very same people that killed your people i don't know and again yeah. there must be some crazy fuck people out there after 10 years and Seriously. did did maggie and her group give these villains the name the reapers or are they calling themselves the reapers because she asked the guy what do you call yourself so that made exactly. me think th- that she gave them the label of the reapers and like when we were like doing the live tweet the other night i was like telling somebody oh yeah it's, it's like the claimers but 2.0 <laughs> like <laughs> we went from claiming to reaping <laughs> what's next I have no idea. I don't want to go there. Well, that would be the end. <laughs> we're like skirting, like on a thin line, claiming, reaping. Reaping sounds like another R Blah. word. Oh. Oh. Right. I mean, it was bad <laughs> enough when people were eating people. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Rebecca and Punch and I actually did bring that up because the last time we heard anything close to the Reapers or the Reavers was like Firefly Serenity. And it was like, those were pretty scary. I don't know if you've watched it. You should if you haven't. It's perfect Rachel show. It's a perfect Rachel show. Yeah. Firefly. Yeah, I, I think you would love it. I feel like I've seen oh, previews. Yeah. For oh, it. and Sharon is even saying it. Firefly is the bomb. Yep. <gasps> uh-huh. Let me let me just talk a little bit about the one scene that I really connected with for some reason. It was, again, for some reason, it has nothing to do with almost anybody I really even care about, which surprised me. So when Elijah is freaking the fuck out, Maggie's mm-hmm. gone. Kelly, it's this weird interchange between the morning of Kelly is not on watch and then Elijah steps up, picks up the sleeping bag for Kelly. He just lost his sister too. Con- uh, Kelly's looking for Connie. There's a lot of that going around. 
around. Uh, Beth, the confluence of Beth, you know, having lost Maggie, having lost Beth, changing her demeanor, getting her bond with Kelly. Cool. But then Elijah freaks out, and then Kelly has a chance to be for be there for Elijah. Tells him, "Can you take off your mask? You know, I want to see you. Like, how are you? What's going on?" And it, it's seeing that 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 is the only scene in this episode. Like, like, and again, there are some things that hit, like Carol telling Maggie about Negan. And it's like that awkward, but like just pushing through it. And then I felt that, but this for some reason took me out of nowhere because. I mean, I'm ambivalent about Kelly as a character. I like her. Some characters give a world of color to something that would otherwise not be. Like in some senses, like um, like I'm gonna say, don't don't hate on me. But like Jim on Fear the Walking Dead, for some reason, seeing a character like that. Oh, Wes, Wes and Jim mm. Brower. You know, like Wes painting the trees or whatever. But like Wes as a foil, he's like us. He's looking at this shit and he's going, "What the fuck is this? Okay, fine, I'm I'm along with the ride." Jim, what the fuck is this? Okay, I'm along for the ride. <laughs> Kelly is kind of like that. She's in and out. She steps in and out. She toes that line between like I'm just I'm just here. You know, I want to take care of my family. Just, <laughs> she's she's a different kind of character. She's a different kind of body language. She's a different kind of outlook than most people on the show. Like survival, blah. You know, she wants to thrive. She wants to keep, take care of her family. She's reckless sometimes. She does, you know, and she's also suffering. But again, I'm kind of ambivalent, you know. But when I saw the scene, I'm like, oh, she's. It feels like now she's like part of this thing. She's cemented as part of this, like a major part of this cast. Does that make any sense to you? Like, I felt like that was the first time I felt like she was a part of this thing. Um, I mean, I, I think I felt that for a little bit longer. Um, I mean, I guess I don't, I can't pinpoint why that moment in particular would have sort of sealed the deal for you. She became sort know. of like almost OG, like, right? Like she was, she's only been there since, like, I know it says, I say only, even though it feels like longer because for us it is, but like, it's only been there since last season, mm-hmm. you know, since season it, nine. It does feel longer. It feels like she's yeah. been around a lot longer. Yeah. So seeing that scene just felt like it, it hit. Like, it was like, oh, yeah, yeah, she's here to stay. Rebecca's saying it, by the way. She's saying, oh, I see it's part of everyone and not just Magna's group. Yes, that's exact. That's most of what I'm saying. Like, and, but not okay. just part of Magna's group, but part of, like, like, okay, now I've made it to the echelons of The Walking Dead. It's kind of like the same feel, like, like Aaron, right? When we first meet Aaron, it's like several seasons in. But now it's like we can't imagine The Walking Dead without Aaron, in a sense. That's kind of what I mean. Yeah. 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 Team yeah. family. Exactly. Team fam. Rebecca Punch, <laughs> you say it exactly. Team family. I'm yeah. using the hand motions. Team family. <laughs> <laughs> so after Maggie yells at Kelly, I was an angel. Maggie yells at Kelly for leaving her post and running off. And then um, Elijah tosses all the stuff down and Daryl says, you know, it's not her. And then I think it's then that Maggie realizes that Kelly can't hear either because she sees Daryl signing to her. And then right after Daryl says, you know, it's, it's not her. Let's go. You see Maggie reach out and actually touch Kelly to get her attention and then Kelly looked at her and then in a choked up voice she's like I just had to check and I'm like oh yeah that got me <laughs> mm, i i hear you i feel that too again i've watched this episode so many times that i like okay i moved past it like so but I thought, <laughs> yeah, no you're right but no but now that you put it that way it's like of course she doesn't realize she's hard of hearing mm-hmm. and of course i wish they had, they would have hit on that more right somehow like a muffled like kind of like the connie thing like in, mm-hmm. in the cornfield like maybe like a muffling like she didn't quite hear it or didn't hear it at all and like yeah not until she touched her did she notice that she was even there which is scary by the way mm-hmm. that's frightening yeah right like i know how she must have felt but at the same time like man they have to they honestly have to keep remote because again we're season 10 has been so long 
they have to kind of, I think they have to kind of remind us how that there is this deterioration that they, that they alluded to in season 10, that they talked about because we know it because we're, we're in this shit. Rebecca Punch is saying, I think your storyline is so much potential when you're completely deaf, you've just, you've adjusted, but Kelly is having to learn that as her hearing goes and Sharon is saying about Kelly going off alone. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Last night when we were watching, we, we both were very angry with Kelly just running off on her own. One, she was supposed to be at her post Two, um, she can't hear fully. So it's just, it's just not a good idea for, you know, for you to be running off on your own when you have people there. <laughs> True. And I felt the same way. I felt kind of pissed too. I was just like, okay, you cannot sacrifice the safety of the group just to find your sister. I get mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. But what makes it kosher, Daryl and Maggie have this interesting conversation just after this, actually, just after this, about how, and it kind of reminded me of Morgan a little bit. I lose people, I lose myself. The the fact that Morgan didn't want to go out there just to see Henry's body. Like, I, I can't, I, don't, I can't bear to do it, which is why Carol has to do it and finds him and it's her, her son thereafter. But, you know, they have this conversation about, like, I would rather, wouldn't you rather know than not know? Because Daryl says, I'd rather not know. Maybe she shouldn't, you know, maybe we shouldn't yeah. find her. Maybe it's better off to just say, she's gone and maggie's like you have to it, my daddy always used to say you have to let the the wound I got it hit here. air you have to let the wound hit air wound can't heal you know, till it hits the air i right, wrote that one down air. too and then daryl says that you know that's not true medically right, right, right. <laughs> and i'm like <laughs> But the, the, the analogy sticks. Like, yeah. you know, we can't go back to being like Morgan. We're out here so long. You yeah. know, we have to know. You know, we can't, we can't just keep losing people and not know. But the context in which they're speaking of this is like, oh, she's probably dead. Oh, yeah, she's probably dead. You know, we just have to find the body. Oh, yeah, she's probably dead. But by the end of the episode, as Maggie and Kelly talk more and more, they have that sister conversation. You seem like a big sister. You seem like a little sister, et cetera, et cetera. By the end of the episode, Maggie says, I hope I get to meet her one day. And Kelly says, you will. Mm-hmm. And by the end of it, it goes from, yeah, I hope we eventually find the body <laughs> to we will find her alive. Now, the reason why I bring this up is because when we meet Maggie, it feels as though she's been through a lot. She keeps talking about all the places where the key, a key to the future does not work. If they tried out here and there, Knoxville was the last one, looked like it was promising, failed too. And then without it, they meet this other group, this village. They were. They didn't have to be a key to the future. They didn't have to be anything else. They just had to be. They were. They just were. Mm-hmm. Now, for a while that worked, but there's a lesson there. And it's an important lesson before we meet the Commonwealth. Because part of what the Commonwealth is, is all about what you were in order to be something in the future. Nothing about who you are now. Which is interesting because when we talked before we watched The Walking Dead World Beyond, and as we were watching The Walking Dead World Beyond, one of the key things was, all we are is fighting for the future. All we are is building a future. You know, CRM, even Campus Colony, they did it different ways, but, and now we're going to see this again in the Commonwealth. But there's a lesson here. You know, and that's a lesson that they're going to, that's going to be a big theme moving into season 11 eventually, but even a little bit in season nine, season 10, what's more important? What has more value than here and now or the future? That's going to be a big theme. So seeing Maggie finally easing back into the team family, <laughs> you, you see her ease up. You start, start to see her feel like anything is possible again. And I like seeing this progression throughout the episode. We're just waiting to find a dead body. No, we're, we're going to find her. We're going to find her alive. That's cool. I like that. It makes us feel like 
we haven't skipped a beat in some ways. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. But again, the bigger, larger allegory of that is what we're going to see soon. You know, with, yeah. the, with the with the Commonwealth. Everyone <laughs> down. Maggie has hope for Connie. <laughs> she already almost got eaten last year. Hello, Fear the Walking Dead five hundred five. The end of everything. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Well, that's that's such an extreme example too. Woof. We live for the future. We don't live for now. I'm almost more annoyed with the Commonwealth in in res- with respect to that because the Commonwealth, at least from the comic perspective, it just seems like it doesn't even make sense. It's like they ignore. It's like they ignore that the that the the apocalypse ever happened. They shield themselves. They're like Alexandria with bodies. It's like the walls of Alexandria on their bodies. It's like you didn't learn anything. You're still trying to be the way you were. Like this was supposed to be the Walking Dead was supposed to be the opportunity to be your best self, to be the self you were meant to be, and the Commonwealth is literally ignoring all that let's just go back let's go back to the way we were and again this is where it's going to crash this is where it's going to where it's going to come to a head and it almost annoys me even more at least the crm acknowledges that there's a problem and tries to solve it right and (laughs) i don't know what jenny's doing (laughs) anymore jenny does what what jenny wants expecto petroleum (laughs) 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 now i get to now i get to put that meme on the screen (laughs) yes i don't know what's going on there (laughs) <laughs> but I know she, at least she's trying to acknowledge what we have and living through it, finding ways to get through it. Hey, mm-hmm. I may not like that way, but she's trying. Yeah, and again, Rebecca Punch, I haven't read the comics either, but I know I have a general sense of what the because it's it's tropey in a sense. Like it's a comic book too. <laughs> like there's depth, sure, but mm, how much? which gets me more excited to see this commonwealth if they do it in a way where they're really deluded enough and confident enough to think that their way is the way you know and 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 to the point where they almost convince you that's what i'm excited about and that's why our banners and logos the the banners that we have have that that slight the commonwealth soldiers in the background the white star trooper Mm -hmm. you know star warsy kind of bodysuits because it's the specter that's coming i'm not an explosives expert so i don't know how mad i should be (laughs) there was a twitter thread about this and uh i can i can verify okay so we're talking about the grenade the sniper guy well let me tell you what my specific bone is so he pulls the pin he explodes okay his bone fragments would cause injury to everyone around i feel like that's more critique on the effects and in, in just in my point of view, because it was, if it was a if it was an American frag grenade, an American frag grenade is shrapnel. It's expl- exploding shrapnel. There's a bit of a, con- a concussive force, but it's more the shrapnel. Right. It's a frag grenade, right? It's right. not like a it's an it's not a crazy explosive device. It's not what you right. think it is so in, the, in the video games. So you have the grenade fragments plus whatever bone shards are exploding because the the thing it was like here in his breast pocket. So right. I mean, I got to imagine some some ribs and probably an arm. You know what I mean? Sharon is saying, well, he was pretty beefy, so... He was pretty beefy. But like I said, again, again, I'm going to go back to the disclaimer. I'm not an explosives expert. I don't know. But in my mind, I would think that would cause some... My only beef was that Maggie (laughs) was out front. Everybody else was behind the guy. I think the people behind the guys would have been totally safe. Like, you duck and cover, those guys are fine. Maggie, however... I would be concerned. I would be like, okay, there is a concussive blast. So it's not, it's a very short radius, very short, like a couple meters tops. 
And even though it's underneath clothing, but what's that going to do? Not um, it, much. You know, exactly. So <laughs> she should have gotten hit by some shards. Now, the concussive force alone, I think, would have harmed her internally. IMHO. Yeah. But other, yeah. Than, other than that, I can see a world in which she, again, she's the only one that I have a problem with. She, just, just her. Everybody else, I'm fine. But she, just concussive force. It's hard to believe that no shrapnel hit her, that sort of thing. That's the only I, thing I have a problem with. I would like to ask someone who who works with grenades. Like, what Like what would be, how far away would you need to be to not be seriously injured? I have a buddy, I should phone a friend. My buddy was in the army. <laughs> he, he was in demolitions. I, I bet he could tell me. I bet he could tell me. I, I'm very curious now. You know what? I think I may have just solved this problem because you also have to talk about the fact that that grenade is 10 years old. Oh, that's true. Who knows? So, that's true. Well, that could have been be most. True. It could be mostly concussive blast, not as much small shrapnel. So yeah, I don't know what the shelf life on a grenade is. <laughs> Charity, because you're she's watching. She's watching. Uh, what is it called? We finished the boys. The boys, right? Ask translucent. We it. Well, it's not in his ass. <laughs> <laughs> but then again, it wasn't in his ass. It should have been. Whatever. <laughs> That was one of those hilarious deaths. <laughs> when Maggie starts to breeze in, they finally make it to Alexandria. Herschel's okay. We meet him for the first time. That whole noise. Um, <laughs> again, <laughs> again, I don't dislike the kid. However, I have a theory. Let's talk about that first. Because one of the things we have to grapple with is Maggie and Negan in the same space. And I started thinking about the kind of kid that I hear Herschel is supposed to become, at least in the comic books. And of course, the comic books were in no man's land. Who knows? But you never know what trait they decide to put in these kids or these people. So I had this thought. And it's an interesting thought. And I, I should have researched the parable. But have you ever heard about the parable about when you save someone's life, you're responsible for it? That sort yes. of thing. Yeah. So similar to that is the idea that, okay, you killed my husband. You killed this kid's father. I feel like, in a sense, and this is something that to get me f to feel like there's there's some sort of like turnaround. Everything gets a return. Like I don't forget forget who says that. I think that's Rick or Morgan. It would be interesting to see how you know upon hearing because there is a shot near the end or right 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 after Maggie right in the beginning of the of the episode. There's this interesting shot where the the intro music is coming on and the theme music is about to come on. It goes da -da 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 -da, and you see Maggie walking towards the camera and you have Negan on the far right with his back turned. You have Judith with, turned to the side and you have Maggie walking to the camera face forward right and they're like on the extreme opposites so there's this weird kind of like triad of like Negan's over here on this complete other side Judith's on the other side it's like the the devil and angel on your shoulder kind of thing and it, it struck me because I feel like there's a lot going on with this here because Judith and she are going to definitely have more conversations Maggie was there for her birth she's having these inter these amazing interactions with her right now that I love you know I'm my mother's daughter looking up at the same sky same stars we covered that that's cool I like it let's move on <laughs> so I feel like the more they talk together, oh, Negan saved me in the snow when I was out in that storm and saved Dog and saved, obviously, the hilltop and, you know, put down Alpha and all this stuff. The more they talk, the more Negan is going to be somewhat sympathetic. Now, my theory is, and it's, again, unsubstantiated, I'm going to say this out loud, but there's something interesting in the idea of what if something was to befall Maggie? What if Maggie had cancer, let's say? Just throwing it out there. Something like that. <laughs> this is something that I said about Negan, by the way. And update 13.1 Negan is dying listen to it right now I'm gonna put the thing in the thing so <laughs> I described Negan is dying he needs to appoint or make a deal with Rick and then you know transition them into some sort of cooperation right my theory is something must happen to Maggie or not or she gets preoccupied or gets taken away like Rick or something like that Commonwealth CRM 
Georgie, who gives a fuck? Herschel can't come with her. Herschel stays with Negan. Herschel becomes the shitbag he's meant to be because of Negan. <laughs> but it's the kind of sweet, cool thing that maybe Negan's always wanted to have a kid of his own. You know, Maggie somehow bites it or gets taken away I don't, into that, the movies. That's already making my stomach hurt, honestly. I just, I, the thought of Negan around Glenn's kid is making me sick. <laughs> I hear you, but there's something also, like going back to what I said about the parable, change it up a little bit and say, you kill a man, you're responsible for his children. Or you're responsible for his family. You're responsible mm. for what happens after that. Like, it's kind of like when you wage war, what's what's supposed to happen is the, the defeated country pays reparations or whatever it is, or whatever it used to be, or I don't know if that's the way it is now, but it's similar to that. Like, you wrecked Herschel's dad. You have to pay somehow. In the Bible, it says eye for an eye. But in Judaism, we learn, like, when you translate the Bible literally, the, the phrase is eye under an eye, which means an eye to replace an eye, which means it's not a like for like. It's like you can't literally pluck somebody's eye out and give it to somebody. What use is that to anybody? You have to pay in kind for the grievance, right? So this is one of those things. You are now responsible for this child's growth. You know, you killed his dad. So there's this, again, I don't think it would be like a, a it'd be more like a Judith situation. Like, so now how, how Judith was raised by the, by the group, sort of, but mostly by Michonne. Michonne's her mother, whatever. Herschel's the same way, only, you know, Herschel's kind of like the distant Michonne. Like, you could see Negan being like the father figure. Because you've seen him, that part of him with Judith, with Carl, you know, with Rick's kids, you know? <laughs> but the idea of him, like, making up for that in some meager way, Maggie hearing of this, and, and, like, I even said it that night on Twitter, I said, I said, I'm borrowing this from Fear the Walking Dead season six, but Negan blank is dead. You know, you're dealing with somebody else now, you know? I, and so what am I going to tell Herschel? Did did he get what he deserved? Did he die? You know, did did my father's killer die? She can say yes and leave it there because he kind of did in a way when you think about it. And what what's left behind is somebody that re that is trying to make up for it, like a Dwight. You know? I can, I will be more on board with agreeing with that when Negan puts away the leather jacket. As long as I see the leather jacket, it, he's still saving Negan, Negan be Neganing. Negan, Negan be Neganing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So when he it, when he finally puts the leather jacket away and and stops talking about Lucille, then I'll know he's changed. Yeah, I, I'm just laughing at what Sharon is saying. Okay. Oh, oh, what a sweet little shit bag. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Rebecca Bunch is saying Negan t teaches about nut tapping, <laughs> bonding over Walker rating. <laughs> Operating, right? <laughs> oh, ew, yeah. Ew, Negan in charge of a kid in general. What's Oga Foroga? Oga Foroga. Eye for an Am eye. I saying that wrong? Yeah, no. It's Swedish? Question mark? It's from Umbrella Academy. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. As much as it breaks my brain, there is a kind of an exchange of some kind. Like, you did this. I know you're a different person, but you still have to do something about it. There has to be a reckoning of some kind. You may think that it happened in season nine. It didn't. No. They're no, that still... was just a p pathetic puddle of mush. You're talking about, <laughs> are you talking about the Maggie and Negan scene? Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, that was... I, I say you may think it's that, but it's not. It's not. No, no. No, it, nothing, nothing, nothing takes that away. Right. I mean, the only thing we have left is the song, which is Leonard, a Leonard Cohen cover, by the way. The artist is Anita Lester, and the song is You Want It Darker. It does go through like a kind of scripture thing again this is what made me think of pope made me think of the religious leader thing just off the heels of that explosion finding herschel etc I, I think back to that i'm like it can't be the reapers it feels like it's this religious cult leader blah 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 anyway but leonard cohen in this song is dealing with a lot here a lot he's dealing with god proportions struggle so part of that is recognizing that even if it doesn't make sense that there's a loving god how that loving god can still be cruel leonard's writing this 
in the twilight of his years. You know, he's very old. So there's a sense of, I accept the god I've been given, but I still can question. I don't know if I like playing along with that, but it's maybe it's not for me to decide. Maybe I'm not smart enough to know this plan. So part of what he says in the song is like, you want it darker and we killed the flames. So like you wanted it, you wanted, you wanted the dark. So we, we did what you wanted. We turned out the flame, even though it was against, we need flame to survive. We need heat. We need the, you know, so we did what you asked. So the idea of acceptance, like, okay, I am your servant. Part, one of the words in the song is a Hebrew word. And he says this in like chorus, the word is hineni, means I am here, here I am. It, it says, it's said a lot in the Old Testament when mortals are facing God is like hineni. It repeats often in the Bible. It's not a usual word. It's a compound word that it's not often said. It's like, it's like sophisticated. I'm still your servant. Like, I don't claim to know you, but I'm here. And I'm hoping for that other part, that part that's loving, that you know, even though he has illusions of the Holocaust, he has illusions of Christ on the cross, he has, you know, like, yes, I've seen you, seen you allow cruel things to happen. And it, it's never been more present than this episode. The idea of Negan getting to run roughshod on everybody, in the past at least. And then the interesting thing about him being around still, and then coming back around to help people, to be kind, to be their savior, essentially, the savior. Holy, I didn't think of that until now. Huh. <laughs> Finally got to be what he wanted, even though it wasn't quite the way he, like Morgan said, it's not going to turn out the way you think it is. Yeah. <laughs> I guess not. Uh. But if you stick around long enough, <laughs> you might get what you need. There's a lover in the story, but the story's still the same. There's a lullaby for suffering, a paradox to blame, but it's written in the scriptures and it's not some idle claim. Idle, I-D-O-L. <laughs> um, <laughs> you want it darker, we killed the flame. You know, like, I'm not going to complain, I'm not going to claim to know you, but I'm still your servant. And it, com it comes back to Maggie. It's like finding her way back and then all of a sudden realizing what this group made her feel in the beginning, like anything was possible, you know, whereas before it's just disappointment after disappointment, disappointment. Something about this group, listening to the song and finding out the meaning of these words really made me think about what Carol says in the next episode, you know, is our luck finally run out? Aging, we're getting older, time is not being kind to us. You know, I've seen the past and what we've been through. I have also seen the kindness. I've seen us, the luck. I'm still here. You know, I can't claim to know you, but I'm still here. So I must have done something right. You know, like yeah. that sort of thing. There's something about this song that really hits with this group. I mean, it's the end of The Walking Dead, the twilight years, the end of Leonard Cohen's life. Uh. So, but that's interesting though, right? It's, and even I, I, I read an interview about this and he goes, he goes, you know, I'm ready to go. It's like, you know, I get it. You know, I'm, I'm getting older. I've seen the breadth of humanity, what it's capable of, you know, and I think I'm ready to go. He has a follow-up interview after where he goes, you know, I may have just exaggerated about what I said. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. No, I mean, I'm not ready to go just yet, which kind of makes this even funnier because it's like, okay, you want it darker. We, we put out the flame. So, like, I'm still following your orders. Like, I kind of want to still live longer. Right. I'm okay with it. What is that, that thing? That, why, why is that thing that makes us want to survive through this cruelty? Well, maybe it's not all that cruel. Maybe good things happen too. The name of the song is you want it darker we not only put out the flame we killed the flame <laughs> Kill it wasn't it. even a doubt we just we did it and then we we there's another saying in the uh it's not in the bible but it's something actually no i think it is in the, in the bible it's not it means we do and then we will listen to the explanation yeah. most people when when you ask when they ask you to do something yeah we didn't start the fire <laughs> you see me dancing God damn it. yes <laughs> It's like, are you even paying attention? Not really. <laughs> okay, now I am. <laughs> the idea of doing something before it's explained to you. Who does that? Jews do that. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> but apparently that's the best way to learn. And when it comes to computers, that's how I learned how to, to do it. I just did it and then I learned why it worked. <laughs> A little later. <laughs> yeah. Not bad for our first episode back in a, quite a while. And it's a TWD episode. And how oh, did yeah. we do? We could have kept going. I mean, we could keep going for another three hours if I didn't have to work in the morning. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm okay. Yeah. So with that, everybody, <laughs> if you think we did okay, <laughs> leave a comment on this video. Rate us at ratethispodcast.com slash squawkingdead. Five stars and an eggplant is all we need for us to know that you love us. Right? Did you miss that? I missed that. <laughs> But if you want to write more, let us know. It's your means to communicate with us in the audio podcast. We we need to hear from you. We need to know that you're listening. If you're on Apple Podcasts, leave us a rating. We need to hear you. The metrics are telling me one thing, but I know it's something else. Tell us how we did in this episode, what you liked, what you didn't like more than anything else. And hey, if you want to be part of the next recording session, lending your insights like Rebecca Punch and Blazy Gardner did today, head over to ko-fi.com slash squawking dead. Follow us. That's it. Create an account and follow us. It's a means to get the behind the scenes content, the unedited episodes after we're done. If you do miss the recording sessions, but if you can be around for the recording sessions, your voice will be heard and make us laugh all the time or not you can be serious it's fine it's fine right girls yeah sure sometimes we're serious yeah sometimes we go deep ko-fi.com slash squawking dead and you know if you throw us a coffee you'll have 30 days of access to that behind the scenes content of which you know we we actually gave you we gave everybody the opportunity to download the intro music to this episode that it's like 20 seconds long but it's yours and uh the background images for the website the logo things like that i'm including more behind the scenes stuff and exclusive stuff the, the things that we make for the website for the podcast i'm giving it to you guys because you guys support us and i'm thinking of more things coffee.com slash squawking dead is going to be having a tier soon so we'll get to do freebies you know these are things that we're working on you're working on giving more back the more time moves on so just follow us there you'll get to know about the cool things as they happen that won't show up in social media more than anything else you need to know that these recording sessions only went out today because we wanted to remind people that the walking dead's back we're recording the walking dead you should follow and if you want to get us get a coffee and be a part of the recordings that would be great it's just our duty to remind you um (laughs) but we're not going to be posting our recording sessions on social media so follow us there to know thank you rachel for joining me today thank you rebecca punch thank you sharon d you're not there you're really there (laughs) we'll see you very soon to cover the very next episode of the walking dead 1018 i don't know what the name is who gives a shit it's the karen dow episode we just kind of talked about it today but i can't wait to see how it turns out huh spicy i'm excited (laughs) i'm here for the ride no matter what it's gonna be great that's the very definition of ride or die and good night folks and Bye. Bye. <laughs> we haven't done that in a while. <laughs> <laughs>